back at it again with what we do best. Welcome, everybody, to this newest edition of Sticks and Kicks. Right here, the man in front of me, the man, the myth, the legend, the kitty cat lover, Panthers. Please welcome Martin Lucio. Lucio, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, you know, just uh, doing all we can to be excited about all the sports that are going on right now, especially because it's... Uh, it's happening. Everything's coming back, hopefully sooner than later. I mean, I can't wait to get everything started and actually start watching some some of the teams I particularly care for more about, you know. So I'm excited. And how exciting is it that now we can we, we can stop saying things like it'll come back in the future, in the new future. That mm -hmm. We have dates. We do. There have been dates set. Like, granted, they're preliminary. They can still change. Yeah. But they've already been thrown out there. This is what people are now expecting for major sports to return. I couldn't be more excited. So, yeah, and then uh, so I'm, I'm I'm super excited to get get talking about this. And if you guys haven't noticed, we are missing uh, one of our co-hosts. Um, unfortunately, he had to deal with some very um, presidents uh, with family matters, and that's very important. And uh, it's something we won't discuss uh, until he gets back. If he wants to discuss it, he can. If not, then um, you know you'll never know. I guess. Other yeah. than that. Yeah, definitely. Just a quick shout out to him and uh, Kenny, buddy. You're in our th uh, you're in our prayers. You're in our thoughts, and uh, hopefully you'll get back to us soon. Take care of you and your family, bro. All right, so let's get to it. Um, I right away just want to talk about everything that's been going on, at least in, with the Coyotes. Um, first, we're gonna go with the the recent news, obviously about you know. Uh, the new, uh, the new uh, CEO and president of the Coyotes, Xavier Gutierrez, uh, Javier Gutierrez. Javier Gutierrez, sorry. I can say this name <laughs> the way it's supposed to, but um, he's our first Hispanic or Latino uh, president in the NHL and CEO in the NHL, um, just like, you know, Morello was our first uh, owner. owner. Yep. So it's very exciting to see what they're going to do, how this is going to move forward with them. Uh, we also did get a new CFO, uh, Lowell Height, or Lower Heat Height. Uh, we, we practiced this for about yeah, 10 minutes. We I probably, have no idea. We probably to. said it wrong. The person that would probably know how to say it correctly is Kenny. Yeah, we're, we're very sorry, sir. And you're, <laughs> you're welcome anytime on Sticks and Cakes to teach us how to say your name. <laughs> so, I mean, the good thing about this, this CFO, though, is if he's had 20 years of experience in pro sports and entertainment, you know, he was in Sunrise Sports and Entertainment, which was uh, a parent... Uh, company to the Florida Panthers in the NHL. Um, you know, he spent five years in the NFL and eight years in the NHL, so we're more than glad to have him around and see uh, how we can push forward with him and see all the good things he brings to the to the table. So Yeah, and uh, like you said, five years in the NFL, eight in the NHL, and that's as director of finance. So this man knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing coming in into the Coyotes. He's, I'm sure he's going to help out a lot. And uh, getting back to Javier Gutierrez, uh, this this uh, the news came out pretty much the day after we recorded, so yeah, we we, we weren't able to, to break break that news break any earlier. The news. <laughs> Do we ever break any news though? Really? We break cans and bottles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, him him coming on board is just like the pieces are coming together for Alex Morello. We knew when he bought the team, everyone thought that he was going to bring in his own people. He obviously let. The, the people that were there already, you know, try to try to do their thing for a year, see what they can come up with, see what uh, what they can, you know, how they can manage the team under Morello. Obviously, things weren't done as well as he might have hoped or as other people might have hoped. 
So now he's bringing in his people. That's that was what was expected. When you buy a team, you're gonna clear house and you're gonna bring in your own people. Uh, he's known Javier uh, Gutierrez for over ten years. He's had a personal relationship with him, and uh, another another guy that really knows the stuff is uh, Javier uh, Gutierrez in getting stuff done financially, finding money where when he needs a new project. That's good. And all of that just gets me thinking: New Arena. We've been talking about mm-hmm. it for years, both on and off air before before this show even started. Ever since the, f- the first couple of years in Glendale, people have been talking about getting them out of Glendale. Well, the thing is, I think, to be honest, Glendale was just a terrible choice, but it was the new upcoming thing. Yeah. So it was it was new, and then the Coyotes signed a contract with Glen- the city of Glendale to, to play there, and they built the stadium, the arena. And honestly, I think it was like the worst decision they could have made uh, for one of two reasons. Um, number one, it's, it's, it's insanely far and out of the way. And uh, that's even for people that live on the west side. That's for 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 people like on on the east side of downtown Phoenix. Yes. Like. So so that that too is completely out of the way. But then at, at the second point, this is to be maybe a controversial point, or maybe it might not be a popular opinion. But the majority of the people that go to the hockey games don't live on the west side of Phoenix. They live on the East Valley, in the East Valley, the East Side. And yes, not everybody does, but a big majority of them do. So moving the stadium, the arena to a more central location or even a little bit more east of uh, of downtown would be fantastic. And it's also because you, you people got to understand that when you have games that are coming up on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and they're at 7, uh, I get off of work at six, and I have to rush downtown pat the, to the west side, all the way to Glendale, to try to get, you know, to at least watch the second and third periods, because if I don't, I, I miss the whole first the first period. I just miss the whole thing, basically. By the time I get there, it's almost completely over, and then to find parking and all that stuff, it's just it's a pain, because rush hour is such a a, a big thing still going on, uh, and you have to pass through all that stuff. And you know, people's like, oh, take the 202. Well, it doesn't matter if you take the 202 because I'd be going out of the way to get to the 202 north or uh, south, driving all the way around, getting off on 59th, which wouldn't make a difference because now I've just lost. I, I would have backtracked. So uh, moving it to the East Valley or downtown Phoenix or even in Scottsdale area would be a much better move, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, for those uh, that that follow that new 202 that they made, that helps people like in Chandler and Gilbert. People that are coming from that side of town avoid all the Tempe and Mesa traffic to get on. Mm-hmm. So that 202 the helps tunnel. them. And uh, and yeah, but and yes, they do avoid that tunnel. But like you said, once you get on 59th, once 59th, mm-hmm. 71st, all those, it's pretty much traffic jam getting all the way to the other side. So. Uh, yeah, it helps those people out. It doesn't help out too many people like us. We still got to fight the traffic to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it were to move downtown, I mean, that's just dream come true for me. That's where I live, so I'm, I'm pretty much good with that. It would be it would be nice downtown because there's still a lot of things downtown. They're, they're building a lot of new stuff, new bars, new, new places to do things. So I, I think it would be really nice. Uh, I don't know if they will, though, um, thinking because downtown... I don't know where they would put it, but then again, again, I don't know enough about downtown to know where they would put a new arena. Um, if I'm thinking anywhere, I'm thinking close to the Phoenix Rising Stadium, somewhere around that line, Tempe, May, uh, Gilbert, Mesa area, kind of close by, uh, I think would probably be the best option. But, 
you know, that's all talk until we get something solidified there. Yeah, the the closest thing would be Tempe Marketplace to go, uh, to the to the Phoenix to where the Phoenix Rising Stadium is right now, uh, Casino Arizona Field. The thing is that uh, where are you going to put your parking? That's the thing. Like, I mean, when, when you're right when you're in that area, you I, build I, up. You, or you you build up or you build down. And to be fair, it probably won't even be put there because of the new the new stuff that's being built there. That uh, that project I forgot what it was called that got approved to be built in that area. The Akin uh, or something like that. Akachin? No, it's not Akachin. It was something else. It was like a it was a project that was being built in that area. So you know, because we all know that Phoenix Rising is not going to be playing there next year. This is basically this was the last year before they moved, which we're going to see where we're going to move to. Um, but yeah, because they're building something there, so we'll see what they build them. Um, but Honestly, I, I, I do think that that's going to be the best place around there because it's not only close to Tepe Marketplace, it's also close to Mesa Riverview, and it's also close to um, Old Town Scottsdale, close enough. So somewhere around that area would probably be a very beneficial area for everybody. It's close to the casino. I don't, you know, so it's like building these things will bring things to this area a lot more. Um, yeah, if they go towards more towards the Scottsdale area where the casino is, mm-hmm. where the Top Golf is over there, they got a lot more like. Mesa Review, what's really in Mesa Review? I mean, I mean, not not a lot, but it's just stores. It's like, but yeah, it's, stores. There's no hangout place. Like you can't no. go. No, Tempe Marketplace is, is is kind of where it's at. Where we're in that area with the Phoenix Rising, but um, even so, I mean, there's you know you can't tailgate or anything there anyways because it's uh if they build something like permanently, yes, you'll be able to tailgate because it'll be on un- that would be under the the Coyote stuff, but you won't have to because if they build the arena, they're gonna build parking and they're going to build stuff to be around it so all right one more one more thought before we leave off on this there's also an idea that could be brought up Mm -hmm. uh they were talking about it when the phoenix suns were negotiating about Mm -hmm. either renovating their their arena or getting a new one uh one of the things that was thrown out there was uh part of the phoenix convention center that uh doesn't get used too often that that would be demolished that's across the street oh the civic center yeah yeah. So, so like, you know how it's two yeah, buildings yeah. connected by a big bridge? How part of that would be demolished and used Where we that had Thespian Conference at? The what? Where Thespian Conference was at? Yes. Okay. But like you said, it, that was only used for half of the center. Mm-hmm. And most things used after this big things, obviously, mm-hmm. like Comic-Con uses everything. Well, Comic-Con doesn't yeah. use that area. They use the one on the other side where the the light rail goes through. They use both. That's what, that's no, my they point. No, they don't. Trust well, me, I've been to Comic-Con. Have you been to Comic-Con? Yes. When? The last time it was shut up. Exactly. So they only used the site all the way in the Phoenix Convention Center, not the actual Civic Center, which is what's in between the you know Talking Stick Arena, and you know, well, it's not even Talking Stick. It's closer to Chase Field. I just remember going across the bridge and there being stuff on both sides. Well, anyways, whatever. Continue. Point is, they they were thinking about just demolishing part of that and just building an all new arena in that area for basketball. For yes, for basketball, and uh, obviously that uh, that fell through, and the Phoenix Suns uh, ended up re- renovating right now. Project what is it? Project Two Hundred One. That's that is called. Sure. Their uh, their renovations, <laughs> and I, I just can't wait for those renovations to be done. It looks it looks amazing. Well, the, the renders look amazing. The videos that they're doing, and every Thursday they upload a new video or the progress that is being done inside. To be fair, I, I haven't been following that. Uh, the Talking Stick Arena is very old. It's been around for such a long time. Not as Talking Stick, but the, the arena itself has yeah. been around for such a long time. 
Uh, and they do need some new renovations. They'll probably need a bigger scoreboard. They'll probably need, you know, stuff like that. Oh, everything. New seating happening. and stuff like that. So it'll be nice to see what they do. Yeah. Um, it'll also be nice to get a new stadium for the for the new arena for the Coyotes because it will be nice to get, like, you know, a new everything, even though they just added a jumbotron, a bigger jumbotron to the already existing arena for the Coyotes in Gila River. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but, you know, other than that, um, there's not really much to talk about on on the whole moving part because we don't have any set dates or any confirmations or anything either so but we do have is um for the coyotes at least is that one of the staff members and we don't know who it is because they don't they don't say uh tested positive for uh the COVID 19 and but it's asymptomatic um he's just he was just told to stay in stay at home and not really do much so, what do you think? Uh, yeah, we don't we don't know who the person is, and uh, it's one of those things that could have derailed this entire thing because yeah. we're all, all of us talking about getting back to to normal, getting sports back, getting getting all these things back on track. There's always that lingering down. What if you know? What if? What if? What if? And if <laughs> and I. Uh, Kind of the what if happened. It didn't happen to a player, so it happened to a staffer. We don't know if it's part of the training staff. We don't know if it's uh, part of the just the front office or like someone who just like cleans around the, the arena. Who knows who it is? But um, they, they did assure the public that that person uh, that tested positive, everyone who came in contact with them has been notified and recommended for testing. No one's really hitting the panic button, so I'm assuming that it's not someone like on the main squad that sees the players every day mm-hmm. that might have exposed a larger uh, population. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure, uh, knock on wood, that they have everything under control because that is the last thing we need Like when we're so close to everything to just come apart uh, mm-hmm. right now at this moment. But... You know what? Well, thankfully, it, it was caught. It's and it's caught early. The person is—I uh, don't know if healthy is the right word, but I mean they're okay right now because they're. Everyone seems to be checked out finally. I mean, they, we have to do check out. We've been since June eighth. They've been on a limited time for training, like working out and stuff like that. And we know that in July tenth they will be getting back into actual training camp. So that's exciting to see. Hopefully, everything stays well. I mean, getting back on a nice on the ice and playing. Uh, well together and hard together and actually getting ready for the playoffs or you know the pre-playoffs you know <laughs> i guess you could what, say the play-ins the play-ins the i guess play-ins? what was what kenny said the play-in yeah. so i mean that would be it'd be very nice to see and and to see that everyone's healthy and stays the same and you know hopefully that staff member like we said we don't know who he is uh hopefully he does well and he recovers even though he is asymptomatic Hopefully it stays that way and, and him and his family and anybody who comes in contact with him stays safe. So uh, I do actually want to bring something up uh, about Connor Garland. So I don't know if you know, but Connor Garland got nominated for the Masterton Trophy. Oh, I saw that, but I don't know what, what it is. So what is the, the trophy? It's, it's what best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. Oh, so it's basically everything he's been doing, you know, how he's been playing, how he's been, you know, like he, he does everything he needs to do, like dedication to the game. You, you've seen it. Sportsmanship. He's he's on and off the ice like that, like a bullet. We've talked about it before where he rush. He like speeds out of to get back on. Honestly, he helps his, his players and, you know, per, perseverance. I mean, you, you got to think this guy is 5'10", 100, maybe 100, like what, 145 or 50 pounds, 60 pounds, I think. Not a big dude. Right, he's not a big guy, and he's playing against guys 
with full skates that are six seven, six six, you know, tall guys, you know, six five, and he's at his tallest with the skates, maybe six foot, six one maybe. So I mean, these guys like on the ice, and swear if you watch them play, you understand what we're talking about. All the Phoenix Coyotes fans know what I'm talking about, or Arizona Coyotes, sorry, um, they know what we're talking about. You know, he's just a, a pit bull. He runs it out. He, he or he skates it out. He's he's relentless. He's on your ass, and he just shows that dedication and that perseverance and that sportsmanship. And I think that he'd be a great nominee. He's a great nominee, and I hope he wins. You know, because he deserves every bit of it. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. And when uh, the, do you know who who picks or who votes or what what goes on with that? I think it might be an interleague thing. I think it's the the either the the league or the coaches do it. And I mean, to be fair, the people that have won it in the past are really, really, they do deserve it. So, so it's not like a popularity contest. Sort no, of thing. it's not like an MVP award or something where everyone gets to choose. At least I don't think that'd be a question for Kenny because Kenny knows everything about these trophies. He knows which one's which. He knows all that stuff. He probably would have been the first one to bring it up before I found it. So um, it's one of those things that I, I'm excited for Connor Garland. He absolutely deserves it. He's honestly the best, in my opinion, the best player on the team. Uh, even though he's only been on the team for a couple years, I I honestly believe that because he he works as hard as he does and does what he does is going to step make this team step forward and have to prove themselves and prove that they can be a part of uh, a bigger picture and a bigger talk. You know, well, no hockey, no time, no better time to do that than these play-ins. Like it's step up time. Like we talked about it last episode with uh, all all the players that need to step up, like the Kessels and the Halls and uh, the. Um, uh, Larkson, OEL, Oliver yeah, Ekman, Larson. Yeah. Never get his full name. Step on. I mean, everyone like, really every, needs to step up. Everyone that that uh, it's it's pretty much it's step up time. It's for it is step it's, up time. Honestly, like, this is what separates who becomes great than who's just a good player on the team. Exactly that we had. You know, and and the thing is, you know, we've talked a lot of trash about not trash, but we've criticized um, Castle a lot, and I think it yep. was it was well deserved. Yep. For the time being, I think if anything, I know Kenny said it, and I know I I said I was not for it. If Castle comes big during the playoffs, I still think that he should have done a lot more because I remember defending his ass in the beginning when we first started talking about this in the in the podcast, and I remember now like two episodes ago or last episode or I forgot when we were talking about it. Yeah, it was last week. Where was it last week or two weeks ago? That you were saying that no, it was two weeks ago that you were saying that uh, it wouldn't be enough for him to do. It, it wouldn't be playoff. enough for me, and I'm still with that notion. It would be great to see, but it wouldn't be enough. At the end of the day, he let us down during the important time in the season. Where if this whole COVID-19 wouldn't have happened, we might have not been playing in the playoffs right now. So I think that that's something that needs to be really kind of, for me, that's that's big on my part of Phil Kessel. If he does come up big, that's going to be a bright, it's going to be a good way to start the next season. He's still on for one more year, right? We got yes. for two years. So it's a good start for next season, seeing that if he plays hard and he does well in the playoffs and he, he's a, he's scoring, he's contributing a lot more than he did and playing like his ass dependent on it, then I would be a little bit more excited to see him next year during the season. Uh, Taylor Hall, he's done well. Um, even when he got here, you know, he's a 50-point player, so he's doing well. Uh, Taylor Hall also still needs to step up because at the same time when he, you know, he... 
he's contributing, he's done well, but we only got to see him for a handful of games, you know, maybe like 10 games before this whole thing happened, maybe 15 or like... We, we got a good chunk, but... We got a good chunk, but not enough not, to be yeah. like, hey, you know, what is he really doing? Um, so I really want to see how he does during the playoffs, especially because it's one of those things that the playoffs determine whether he's going to stay or not. Yeah, and you know what? We want to hear from you guys too, so let us know uh, in, in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, Facebook. We're, we're on Twitter, Sticks Kicks one uh, You guys can give us your opinion. And Facebook, Sticks and Kicks. And Instagram, sticks.kicks. Uh, let us know what you guys think. If Phil Kessel does enough uh, in the playoffs, will it be enough to salvage a season? Or is it just like too late for him for this season uh, to, uh, what's the word? Um, salvage himself? What's the Redeem. Redeem if it's, himself, if it's yeah. For redeem himself. That um, If that's enough. I'm saying if he comes up bigs and lead us to a good playoff run, maybe even to the, the uh, Stanley Cup, whatever. I think that's enough to redeem himself. I think it's enough to redeem every anybody if, if they if they are the leader behind all that. So prove me wrong, prove me right. Let's see. I'd like to hear from your comments. Last thing I, I do have on here on the Coyotes is their impending uh, punishment for everything that they're doing. Uh, while while uh, Alex Morello was giving his press conference, I believe it was the one with uh, Xavier Gutierrez, and I don't have it in front of me. I had it in front of me earlier this week. He gave off like a sort of calm demeanor saying that like almost like if he like if I don't know if he was told the punishment or if he was aware of what it might be, but that it wasn't going to be so bad. Like we're thinking about losing draft picks and losing a huge a fine ton of money. Yeah. And like I think it was a total of, like five million dollars when you add up all the players. It said something like that in the article. But the way his his demeanor was uh, when he commented on that, it's like if he knew that it wasn't going to be as bad as people thought. You know, and that angered a bunch of the GMs around the league. Uh, some of them saying like there was no there was no people. It was a direct quote, but there was no one cited on it saying like, why put all these rules if we're not going to be following them? And when we do see people breaking the rules, they're going to get off with a slap on the wrist. Like, then why bother uh, following the rules at all? I mean, if you really think about it, though, when did Alex Morello come into play with this? I mean, in, in all honesty, I do understand the rules being played, but it's like coming into a shit show. It's like coming into everyone breaking the rules and you're trying to figure out what's going on and how to fix everything. And then you get caught. It's like, you know, is it really Alex Morello's fault? Everything that happened. And because is he was he had just came in or he was new to everything and whatever. Should he get the sla- should he get penalized heavily for it? And, and some would say yes, because they're like, well, you should have fixed everything as soon as you, you should have known what you were getting yourself into. Well, here's both sides, because he should have known everything. And if people if 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 you were the owner and you were trying to hide something and you're going to hide that thing under the covers, like if you knew about it, because if you like reveal that no one's going to want to buy your team or something yeah. like that. So maybe he didn't know all he, he he may have done all the due diligence that he maybe he could have. Mm-hmm. But if the. If they were good about hiding the problems that were on the inside, he just bought it, whatever whatever it was. As is. But uh, that's just it. That's your name on the team. So, and, the, and, and it's not saying they're punishing him. They're punishing the Coyotes. Yes. He's the owner. The so organization. He's, he's yes. the one after. So, they're not saying it's Morello's fault, but he's the owner. He has to, yes, like, he has, como decimos, dar la cara. You know, he has to put face to what he did. And, and, and I, I get what you're saying. Um, honestly, I think that if it is a slap on the wrist, Sure, people are going to be upset, but I mean, everybody, it happens to every team. It happens to all the teams. NFL, look at the fucking baseball shit with the fucking Astros. Yeah. I mean, like, everyone, like, people are pissed. 
People are upset. Everyone's angry. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't know exactly what the whole thing is. There, you know, it, it was interesting to see what happened to because with Man City, that was very interesting to see because I was like, holy shit, they actually did something. And and, and it's it's like you said, Barcelona's done it before under. Um, yeah, everyone's done. <laughs> uh, everyone's it. done it. Like, like, like so, what we so, say though, it was your rock that got kicked over. Yeah, that was it. But the thing is to to see like to see that 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 the the FIFA actually took action was like another thing. It was like, oh, okay, so now they're they're gonna. So it was one of those things that sometimes it happens, sometimes it don't. It just depends on how the, the 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 league wants to see it. I mean. It's like with the NFL, Bill Belichick, you know, and all that stuff with everything that happens. How much did it, how in trouble did they get? When other teams have done it and they gotten caught, how in trouble do they really get? It's just one of those things that it happens. Um, and yes, the league might be upset about it because they probably know or understand that the Coyotes are are going to be a future team to be to be reckoned with, and they want to see draft picks lost. They want to see them get fined so they don't have like you know enough money and stuff like that because. You know, there's salary caps in, in, in American sports, you know, so the salary cap plays a big part about who you're getting, stuff like that. Prospects show how well your team's going to do in the future. So I think that teams are upset, and I just want to see what happens. Um, I do, I, if, if he's calm about it, I'm going to be calm about it because he's a, he seems like a good leader. He seems like he has a good, set of, good head on his shoulders. And coming in with, you know, Lowell, Hey, he probably understands that, hey, you know what? Sure, we might get fined or whatever, but we're going to be making money this way or we're going to be able to bring money this way. Javier probably is thinking the same thing. He's probably sitting there, you know what? Let's let's turn this around. Let's 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 not let this drag us down. Let's yep. push forward and, and, and continue going and see what we can what we can salvage out of the situation. So that's my my two cents, I guess. On yeah, that. And you know what? It's completely valid because really there's not much else you could do. He's like, all right. Alex is new here. Javier is new here. Uh, this guy, Lowell. Lowell, he's new here. So, fuck it. Let's see what they do next year. And uh, just pick up the pieces. No no sense of exactly. crying over it. Like, you're not going to win anything. You're just crying over it. We'll see what happens with that. With that. Uh, the last thing I will say about the subject is I'm glad when leagues take action on things like this mm-hmm. if they're consistent. So, this whole thing with Man City. Um, it's inconsistent. No, no, no. I'm not even going to say that's inconsistent because... There's a lot of rumors that come out, but once they, like, had hard evidence and actually took okay, them to okay, trial, okay, okay. they're like, okay, you cannot deny this, and we're going to punish you for it. All right. That's cool. Because everything else with every other team, there's been rumors, there's been this and that, whatever. Even with Barca and but, stuff uh, like yeah, like, But there's never been anything, like, tangible that yeah, you can evidence. grab. So, like, I want, I'm looking forward to next time. Because I'm not going to say if, when it happens, because these <laughs> yeah. teams are fucking... They're millionaires. They're, 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 they're billion-dollar corporations so that, that make money, and, and they're not just going to stop doing something that's worked for them for decades. Yeah, for, they're going to hire better people gonna, for it. They're going to be more sneaky about it, but if your rock gets turned over, so yeah, that's you what want I'm the consistency. Let's see what you see here, because if the second time is just a slap on the wrist for someone else, and I don't even care if it's Barca, if it's Barca Madrid, if it's Inter, if it's Milan, if whoever it's it whoever, is. Bayern... If that gets a slap in the wrist after you've already doled out this huge punishment, then that's when shit's going to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. But if, like, day one, they got, okay, you're going to be also banned for two years and everything. You know what? Good. They're keeping consistent. Same, And, and that's across all leagues. That's across mm-hmm. soccer, football, they hockey, have, I think consistency is key. I think you have to be able to, to like, actually deal the punishment that that's deserved whether or not you're afraid of repercussions or not. I think that that way it, it shows the team it shows all the teams that okay if you get caught you're gonna get fucked because like i said it's not about them doing it or not it's about 
if they get caught or not. Yep. You know, and and if they get caught doing stuff, they're they're, they're going to understand that they're going to get it's going to be a big punishment. And I think that if leagues are to be more consistent, like you said, about stuff like that, dealing out punishments, that it'll it'll deter people from trying to do it, or it'll make them do it better and hide it better. Meaning they'll do their due diligence, who they're talking to, what's around there, who's around there, you know, when they go approach these <laughs> these people, you know, whatever the case may be about doing what they're doing, you know, taking film and whatever. So all that stuff is well, going to be trash can banging. <laughs> <laughs> So it's going to be a very interesting thing to see what happens in the future. So, um. All right. You know what? Speaking of trash cans and everything going on with Major League Baseball. Okay. I don't think there's another sport in the world that has beat itself up more than Major League Baseball. And it's all players against owners against whatever, all based on who's going to get a bigger slice of the smaller cake. And... That is the reason they're the last ones to be coming with their plan to, to move forward. You no, know, hockey did it very, very fast. Uh, Kenny was saying how the commissioner is one of the best commissioners out mm-hmm. of all the major sports. Um, he is. And uh, you know what? Uh, NBA, they took a while, but now they have the plan. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in a bit. The NFL the basically NFL. had a plan because their season hasn't technically been affected yet. But they worked quickly, like they with did. the draft. They, they did. They fixed that real the quick. Draft, and they kept everything on going. was 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 well done. So so yeah. So like NFL, like even they even Roger Goodell's like doing his part, mm-hmm. everything. But baseball, Jesus Christ, they cannot get it they get it together. And I believe it was yesterday, uh, Saturday, uh, the thirteenth. I I think it was yesterday where the players' union finally just gave their final thing to the in the negotiations. Uh, on how many games they're going to play that they at first they wanted to play 114 games. The league came back like, no, we're only going to play 50. Let's meet in the middle, like 82 games. And they were just throwing back and forth. Uh, and it was close to being 76 games for the season. So about half a season, more or less, a little less than half, mm-hmm. which a lot of people would have been, yeah, fine with, you know, better than nothing. And even the league rejected that too and come back to the Players Association uh, with another lesser number or lesser percentage of their paycheck that they're going to get. All financial, all, but I'm not going to dive into everything like that. It's basically based on who's greedier. And finally, the players' unions are like, fuck it. Yesterday, they just kind of like, fuck it. Just tell us when to show up and how much we're going to do. We're not going to deal with your shit anymore. So pretty much giving all the power back to them. I like, but because they have the power anyway. If they tell them show up tomorrow, we're playing tomorrow, then that's just it because they have yeah. the contracts. And so finally, the players' unions are like, yeah, fuck it. Tell us how many games we're playing. Tell us where to go. We're going to finish this season, whatever it may be, and then we're done. But that is a relationship that has been broken, Lucio. And mm-hmm. next time they come together for bargaining agreement for anything like that, it's it's going to be it's a shit gonna show. It's going to be hard. It, it's one of those things that, you know, the fact that you, you, have the, you have to try this hard to just get somewhere, to just get in the middle. I mean, even the USL player associations didn't didn't struggle that much. We had a rejection, but we went back and forth, and I think we finally got something for the players, which is great. Um, I think that the MLB is just they're greedy. The, exactly. The, like. the, the the league is really greedy. Um, I mean, they're one of the oldest sports in 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 the country. Um, they have some of the biggest teams. In the country, I mean, you're talking about the Red Sox, you're talking about the Yankees, you're talking about the Dodgers, uh, 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 the Detroit. You know, you have these huge, multi-million-dollar teams that make so much money, 
and 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 the the league made so much money off of these not just these teams but all the teams in general even the small market even the small market teams they're making so much money and they just don't want to lose money especially right now because this whole COVID 19 thing kind of takes money away from them meaning that they're playing more games are going to have to give up some of their profit that they they didn't get that they're not going to be able to get and i think they just don't want to do that that's why they're they're doing all these things now i don't know how these contract works i don't know how the mlb works but my thing is i i i think the players are just fed up with dealing with this they just want to play and i think the players just want to play and they want to get down to it and they just want to they they want to do what they love to do and i think the players finally says you know what fuck it It, i don't care if i don't get paid this much let's just start playing i just want to play yeah just to put all this which sucks because it doesn't suck for doesn't suck for them because they're going to play. It sucks because they're they're they've literally they 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 gave up basically in a way. Like they they're yeah. like you know what, like let's just play. Like you guys like I just want to play, which is a, an excuse that I feel like okay yeah I get it you want to play, but at the same time you're giving up your your position where you can make a big difference in the league if you stand by what you do even if you play less. Take you know. If it was me and I was making millions of dollars and I, you know, had all these contracts and stuff like that, because the MLB really, who, how much does the lowest player get paid? Millions still. Millions still. And, and like, there will be people out there that are like, oh, they're being a bunch of crybabies. They're a bunch of millionaires. They should just whatever, no. blah, blah, blah. Like, here's the thing to think about it, though. Yes, they are millionaires. Yes, they're making a lot of money if you're at the top level. Minor leaguers are not making that mm-hmm. kind of money, you know. And, they, and that, talking about AAA, then there's double A, there's mm-hmm. single A. There's all these players who are technically professionals. They're not making this kind of salary. Yeah. But if you want to talk about babies, people bitching about like money when they have more than enough, then take that argument to the owners. Mm-hmm. These are billionaires. These are people with fucking like nine, ten figure salaries, not salaries, uh, uh, net worths. Mm-hmm. That's how much that, like they have. That's how much they're worth and everything. Like. Them losing $50 million is nothing to them. So, you know, yeah. take that argument to them over there. You know, and, and it's just one of those things that I think that the players, the the union should have held their ground and they should have asked for more. Uh, but I understand their position on just wanting to play. So making something is better than making nothing because who knows how long this would have went on because them constantly going back and forth depending on how long the league takes to respond, it's just wasting days. It's wasting daylight. It's wasting yeah. time. It's wasting money that they could be making. So I think that the players just kind of wanted to... This deal could have been done a month ago. Yeah. This deal yeah. could have been finished a long time ago. And yeah. it's one of those things that because how I feel like baseball is actually the most the greediest sport in in all of Probably. the United States. Probably. And it's because you also got to think about it. How many games do they fucking play? They play 164 games or 62? 62. 162 games. That's a fucking shitload of games. 81 games at home. That's a whole basketball season. Yeah. And the, and that's 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 triple. Uh, uh, that's okay. A little bit over double a soccer season. You know, it's like five times a, ba- uh, a football season. It's, it's like oh, yeah. they, it's, they make so much money and they can't just give in to a little bit, you know, a little bit more games so that they can get give the player. It's just one of those things that it, I think baseball is the greediest sport in all of the United States. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Now, speaking of that, Lucio, because that was going to be my next point. It's like you're reading my mind this whole show. We're in sync. I love it. There we go. Because uh, 162 games dwindled down to 50. 
how does that <laughs> fucking change your strategy going in? Like, and I, I was listening to um, to sports radio mm -hmm. this uh, this week, and they were talking a lot about this, uh, how it would be for 50 games. And I personally am very curious about this because I like that there's going to be no relaxed period. There's because not. they talk about, like, the season, the first 50, 60 games, and let's get our groove, let's mm -hmm. see what we're doing. If we start out bad, there's time in the future yeah. to make up games, and no one is relaxed. If you lose a game, ah, fuck mm -hmm. it, we'll get it tomorrow. You could go on in baseball. You can go on a, like, six, seven, eight-game losing 10, streak. 10, 15 games. And, like, like ah, okay, we'll be we'll be yeah. back later. and like, We'll and, come back. And, and, and the, the, that same fucking team is in the playoffs, like, yeah. four months later. Absolutely, but uh, but it's just because they have so much of a net below mm. them. Like there's no, there's so much room for error. But now with 50 games, now every fucking game counts. I, I think that this is gonna really expose those good players. It's also gonna, it's also gonna be. I feel like what's gonna happen with a lot of the big big teams like the Yankees and Boston and the Dodgers. Um, and I say these things. These are the big teams. You know, we all know. Uh, I don't want to take. The Diamondbacks out of anything, but you know, according to like the 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 whole baseball country or the yeah, whole the, the big market teams, the big market, the, the big market teams, um, but the it's gonna really show how they're gonna they're gonna um, be able to use their like pitchers, their relief pitchers, yes, and stuff like that because yes. now it's, you're really gonna show your depth because where. You have usually like four or five days to rest one of your best, better pitchers. Yep. You might not be able to rest them that long because you're playing 50 games. If you're playing 50 games, it's short. You you have you have to have more. You have to win more games in order to make it to the playoffs, and you have to win them fast. Yep. You can't sit here and and, and rely on the longevity of what baseball is. So I feel like you're gonna see some of the top pitchers maybe not pitching as long maybe coming out and you're going to really see the relief pitchers and the closers be an integral, a very important part, yeah. basically, of, of the next, this season that is baseball. For yeah, these managers are going to start playing chess with these pitchers. Like, they're going to have to pick exactly. their moves very carefully. And I think that this is what's going to really show depth for the teams, whether it be, you know, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, you know, Boston, you know, all the teams, the Detroit you know, Texas, you know, every team that plays, you know, obviously, but it's going to really show depth and really show what kind of pitches you have and which ones are willing to step up. Yep. And the recovery time of your trainers and having them be able to like, all right, we're going to do some extra things. The players having, because there's a lot of things you can do extra to help your players recover faster. Now you still have to be careful and make sure that if your player needs maybe an extra day, you might have to take that into consideration. But like, all right, let's give this person the try. Let's give him an extra day. We might bring this guy up this time for this one game because so you know our starting our, our number one pitcher needs maybe one more day of rest. We'll bring this guy for just this game, and then next game we'll start back with the rotation. That might be, or you might have to look at the games more closely. Which ones are the more important games? Meaning that which ones you need to bring the the better pitchers in when you're playing against rivals or people in your same division or. You know stuff like yeah. that, so that's going to be a big part. Like you said, it's going to be the own the the managers playing chess, basically with their pitches. I personally cannot wait for it. Like I'm very interested in seeing. Like that's one of the good things I'm going to take away if they end up do, doing this 50 game season, which it seems like it they they mm -hmm. will. I'm going to be very interested in that. And full disclosure, I've never played team baseball. Like I played baseball mm -hmm. like with my friends, whatever. I've never been on a baseball team, mm -hmm. and I don't know the mentality that goes yeah. in there. But by watching, I've watched baseball for years, both. Mm -hmm. 
professionally. Your stepdad was a and, baseball player. Uh, my, my stepdad, he, he was, uh, he was uh, part of the Dodgers organization back in the, back in the day. Uh, I've seen my sisters grow up baseball, softball. Uh, and, you know, just watching teens play mm-hmm. uh, in uh, high school and you know, a little bit of college game. Tell me if I'm wrong. With baseball seasons being so long, players give up on games. Yes. They absolutely. give up. And, like, there have oh, been teams it's, like, oh, no, it's not over till no, it's over. No, you got nine innings to come back. No. Like, no. If you're down eight to two, seventh inning. It's, you're, it's it, pretty much over. You're pretty much packing up your things. You just want to get those last few. We lost to, We lost today. We might get a couple more runs maybe. But, yeah, it's, but it's, no. Players, they give up all the time. And I think that's going to play And they're not going to be able to do that with 50 they're games. They're not. They're, they're, you're going to have to play. And I think this, honestly, I think this might make base, uh, baseball real interesting this, yeah. this year. Uh, coming in the way they do, doing what they're going to do. I think it's going to be a very interesting season this year. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of new um, a new mentality because of how short the season is. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, I, and I love baseball. I'm not the biggest baseball person. Like I, I, I to be honest, I'm, I'm, I don't follow baseball as much as I follow every other sport. And for the sole purpose of the fact that it's so fucking long, there's so many games going on all the time that sometimes it's like, oh fuck, I'll just watch it next time, or I'll just, you know, if I, and yeah, you miss a game, you, whatever. Exactly, you miss a game. But now the short, the season being shorter, I might be paying a little bit more attention because the games are going to matter more. In, in this type in this type of season, a shorter season. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with this season. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I'm actually very excited to see. And if you guys don't know already, I'm a big Yankees fan. Um, so <laughs> I'm a big Yankees fan. So it, it, you know, for those who don't don't really care, you know, about oh, the, the Yankees. Yankees supposed to come this year? Huh? I think the Yankees was was it their turn? I know they come like every three years. No, no, no. The next year. Next year? Oh, okay. Next year will be when they when we come they come back because they came two years ago. Remember we went to the game? Yeah. So they're gonna come back next Is year. That what we? Uh... That's when you almost <laughs> got us killed. I did not. Bro, <laughs> you're so lucky. Nobody came up and told you nothing. This guy was sitting there talking so some mad shit. I was speaking truth. Mad shit. No, he was he was speaking ignorance but he was just and it was like it was just it was funny but at the same time i feared for his life <laughs> and i also feared for mine because even though being a yankee fan he was talking shit to yankee fans i still have to defend my boy so it's like one of those things that's like well what did i say that wasn't true it doesn't matter about what you said was true or not you're offending people oh wow because you lost the world series no, you weren't just saying that. Oh, the thing about the money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, it's going to be interesting to see this season. So, I don't know what else you got to say about that, but for me, it's pretty much I'm, I'm looking forward to baseball season. I'm looking forward to all sports, all yeah. major sports, even basketball. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I watched horse racing this morning. <laughs> and I'll tell you, as, as someone that doesn't follow horse racing, I had the time of my life reading off the names of horses. I'm going to tell you something. Okay, so before we continue horse racing, just talking about racing in general, um, due through all that's going on right now with uh, the whole um, uh, protesting and Black Lives Matter movements and everything, uh, the NASCAR actually oh, banned yeah. the Confederate flag. Yep. Uh, at races so there will no longer be a confederate flag in racing um in nascar racing so uh and i and like i one of my buddies asked me about it and i was like you know what i agree i feel like it should have been done a long time ago um do you know should the the flag be banned completely i mean it's 
from all sports, they probably is. I feel like I've never seen any other sport set for NASCAR. So I'm glad it got taken away. And I told him, I was like, you know what? It's just one of those things that it should have been taken off a long time ago. And now that it's gone, I mean, at least there's, you know, you can at least progress now forward with that. So it's pretty interesting to see that that, not interesting. I'm kind of glad that it happened, that it finally got taken care of. And and I don't, I don't see any people protesting about it or like upset or people like, being all like, oh, they should have never done that. There, kind there, of. There's always that corner of the yeah, internet, but, it's, but it's, it's 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 not a big majority. It's not like yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. not like you have like Most thousands or hundreds it. of thousands of people sitting there. It's like, no, you should never take the flag. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good thing for the sport, meaning that the sport has progressed in a positive way, and I think that it's a good thing for for all the sports in general. Yeah. So it's nice to see that. But you know, I kind of want to get into ba- basketball now since you were the one that really wanted to talk about. Yeah, this. I had that right there. But did, did you see that thing? That driver that that. That did post on Twitter that he was retiring. Oh, was he? Did he retire because of that? <laughs> really? No, but here's the thing, though. It's this guy. Uh, he's not a well-known. I don't even know his fucking name. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but, uh, like, uh, people that, like, already probably know who I'm talking about. It was very mainstream. Uh, this guy puts on his Twitter, like, the nice car doing this. At the end of the season will be my last time. Um, I'm retiring from NASCAR, blah, 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 blah. Like, doing all this stuff. Uh, someone with the with the NASCAR logo on their Twitter. I doubt it was the real NASCAR. Like it, it, it couldn't have been. But like with the NASCAR logo on, responded to him on Twitter and say, "Dude, we literally had to look you up on Google. We don't know who the fuck you are." <laughs> <laughs> and when I looked him up, same thing. He, he he had like he had no wins under his under his belt. He has, he has like I don't know how many years in it. He has not finished in the top ten once. He does the truck racing on it. Well, he was a bad driver. If He's, this lets you know anything that uh. Losers ran that flag, and so that's pretty. So, much, it's not like so. And if I'm, I offend I'm anybody, I'm uh, I'm not really sorry. I mean, to be fair, that flag should have been taken away a long time ago. We're not sorry about it. I I know that it's in some way part of our history, and I get that. Um, but let's leave it to the history books. So let's just leave it where it needs to be in the history books and in history. We don't need to be putting that around. I I you know I agree with everyone's freedom of speech, but at the same time. You know, if you don't need it, don't put it out there. Um, yeah. but you know what? Retired, so many things can be said about this. Yeah. Some political, some not. A lot of good jokes. Yeah. Get on the A lot of great jokes. You know what's oh going to be funny God, is, is if the, in the future, whoever does, if they end up doing like another Dukes of Hazard movie, <laughs> that's oh, going to go with the General Lee kind of being the the, 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 the car and yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll no. be very interesting to see. Uh, but, and uh, yeah, I'm, I am going to move on to the yeah, NBA yeah, let's, last, let's last two minutes. But last few minutes. my favorite meme that came out of that guy that I was talking about. Was that uh that's that scene in Endgame where it's all like you took everything from me and like they put the they put his face <laughs> on Scarlet Witch and then it's Thanos with the NASCAR logo on his face. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I lost it. I oh, swear I lost it. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh my god. But yes, now uh the, the NBA. NBA. We will have 22, 22 teams are gonna move on uh to they're not playoffs yet because we still have eight quote-unquote regular season games. And I say that because eight teams are already eliminated. So what they did is if your team was within six spots, uh, six games behind the eighth seed, they let you go to Orlando to continue your season. So if you're seven or below behind, you're like, you have no chance anyway, you're done. All right. So why take your Question team? before we continue. Go ahead. Where do the Suns let? I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, and um, so 
they went and from the Western Conference, from well, I'll start in the Eastern Conference because they're the easy ones. One through eight, of course, was already set, and the Washington Wizards were the only ones outside of the top eight that had a chance within Ooh. the. Everyone else was seven games or further below. So, like as usual, the the Eastern Conference is not as competitive as the West anymore. It's been like that for. I mean, you could, you can argue that in the last in the last decade, maybe. Yeah. In, no, not even the last decade. The last like maybe five years, but like. 10 years ago, you could actually argue that the East was a lot better than the West at one point. But I mean, you could say that about any sport. Like, they keep but anyways, as far as, as far as we've yes. been fans, like, well, right now, yes, the West is the bigger and the stronger. And and again, I'm, I'm definitely not next. I don't even know players from like the fucking 80s, early mm. 90s. Or, I didn't become an NBA fan. I said until, 10 years ago. That no, was that, 2010. That's, all I'm saying is that like a lot of people bring up a lot of old teams oh, with yeah, the dynasties. No, and no. like, you know what? I'll be honest. I cannot stand an argument with those people because I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm a relatively young guy. So, I mean, I didn't start following. I followed soccer for the first, what, 15 years of my life. And then I started following other things. My family didn't expose me to all this other I great know, sport. I know, trust me. So, I, I feel uh, you. <laughs> so yeah, like even even like with early sons, like when we had the best teams ever, like I wasn't nah, really a fan of all this. Like, I did see them. Like I like starting oh, around with the, with the Nash and started my. Oh my god, I fucking loved it. Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni, baby, with those sons. I know we uh, should have won one that year, but uh, and and take it, you guys. Before we continue, I am a Denver Nuggets fan. For one sole purpose and one reason only, um, I, I'm an Allen Iverson fanatic. I love Allen Iverson. I thought he's one of the better, best players to ever play basketball, and he came up from rough upbringings and he was just a, a new, a fresh way of basketball playing in, in the NBA. Uh, I couldn't be a Sixers fan only because when I started following him, he was on the end of his Sixers run, going you know, and I followed basketball really late. So then he moved to the Denver Nuggets, and you know what? I, I'm I'm a Carolina Panther fan, so the blue is always, that light blue has always been one of my favorite colors. So I, I was like, you know what? I can be a Denver Nuggets fan. I like, I've always liked the Suns. If anything, I've, I don't hate the Suns. I like the Suns. But, you know, the team I support, if I were to, if the Suns were playing against them, would be the Denver Nuggets. Um, but the Suns are a team that I really enjoy watching. I love their players. You know, some of, we, we've gotten some great players recently. So I'm very excited about that. But other than that, you know that's all I just wanted to say, so people know where my alliance, my allegiances lie with sports and that's stuff. Well, okay, fair enough. So I'm not gonna be mad at that answer. That's one of the greatest. And the been. one thing about the Denver Nuggets right now too is that they don't have any major stars on their team, and they actually do really well. They've been doing really well for well, the last they, two years. They do now. They have one guy. I forget how how you say his name. Jokovic. Jokovic. Yep. He's good, but I mean, you got the point guard Murray. Uh, Murray. He's really good. He's a really good point guard. Really good at doing what he does, and but as far as that goes, they I got mean, a, they got a solid team. They got a solid team. It's it's like, it, who who was that team that like was super underpaid? Was it was it the 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 Seahawks that were like super underpaid? Like like everyone took pay cuts, or there was like a really cheap team and they won the Super Bowl. I couldn't tell you. So I, I forgot what team it was, but there was a team that was like they they were shit like not shit team, but they just didn't get paid as a lot because everyone took pay cuts, and then they won the Super Bowl or something like that. So I remember I, all I know is that they're 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 a good team with not that many great players on the team, like not like recognizable like oh my god you have you know Kyrie Irving and you know LeBron James and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Curry and stuff like that. So okay, continue. Right. Sorry, what you not gonna be mad at that. 
But yeah, so the so the the from the east, the teams that are gonna go on are like in one through eight. It's uh, in order are gonna be the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, the Heat, Pacers, 76ers, the Nets, and the Orlando Magic. They're the ones that are one through eight qualified, and the Wizards that are within six games wow. of the Magic coming in ninth. So they're gonna be able to okay. go in. All right, so that's one through nine for there on the on the west side. 13 teams are going to go to Orlando. So, 1 through 13? 8 again. Yeah. 1 through 8 in order that are that were 1 through 8 in the standings when playoff mm-hmm. when the play stopped were the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets in third place, mm-hmm. uh Jazz, Thunder, the Rockets, Mavericks and Grizzlies. So, that's 1 through 8. Now, 9, 10, 11, 12 and 13 are the teams that were within 6 games of the of the Grizzlies, because number eight spot is the only one that's in trouble. But uh, side note, one through seven are safe, like going through at the end of it all. So the number eight seed is the one that's in trouble. And so coming in at number nine is the Trailblazers. Then in order are the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and at exactly six games behind, the Phoenix Suns scraped <laughs> by and are in these uh Was everyone contention. healthy with the Suns? No. Ooh. Not when we stop, but now they are. That's what I'm saying. They're na- they're now healthy. They are now healthy. Okay. They're and they're looking like the coyote kind of run. They're looking so like we'll, the. We'll see. Now they have a huge mountain to climb. A huge mountain because they need it's to like make. They can't up lose the game. any games. They cannot. They like they have eight regular season quote unquote games left, and they need to go at the very very least seven and one. Are they going to be playing the same the the team those teams? Yes, these twenty two teams. One of those two twenty two teams. Like, like all, all eight of, of those twenty two teams are going to be playing. No, no, all these twenty two teams are going to play eight more games. So they're that's what I'm saying. Can still so, change. so, but what I'm saying is, the safe ones are one through seven usually because they don't yes. ha- really have to worry, but they do have to worry if yeah, because something. if you're number seven and you drop down to eight, now you're vulnerable. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But the the ones that are going that need to win are the ones that are on the on not yet qualified. Okay. Yes, Makes 9 sense. through 13, and, of course, number 9 on the east side. So <laughs> Number like, 9 on the east side. <laughs> so, no, but, like, it's very interesting here because, like, let's say the like the, the Mavs and the Grizzlies, they just slide all the way. Like, they don't win any of these eight games. They could just go straight out, like, from 7 and 8, go all the way down, and one of these teams can climb up to mm-hmm. 7 and 8. And now, uh, after these eight games are done, so whatever, this, if the Suns, by some miracle, go 8-0, and mm-hmm. and they win, they get to the number eight spot. And uh, so they're going to do a mini playoff with eight, eight and nine. Okay. Eight and nine seed are going to do a mini playoff to decide who's going to get that eight seed into playoff. So you can make it to ninth and potentially still make it to eighth. Yes. Okay. So if you're ninth So you're place, striving for ninth in the sense of... Ninth, if you're within... Four games of eight. Okay, that's the final rule. If you're within four games, so if the is the Wizards don't win any games and they don't get within eight games, that okay. there's, it's, there's not even a playoff on the East side. So you're telling me that in order to be ninth and to be do the mini playoffs, you have to be within four games of eight, eight, of eight, yes. Place. Okay, and now the eight and nine go into a mini series, and God, I say that just mini, sounds so complicated. It, though, it man. is it's a little, it is a little complicated. complicated. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: eight, eight and nine go into a mini series where if if the eight seed wins a game, it's over. It's over. The eight seed qualifies. The nine seed has to win two. Wow! They have to beat them twice to oh. take away their playoff spot. So, 
I like it. You know Dude, what? That's so complicated, though. It's like, oh my fucking god! Like, just take, like, literally, just ah, uh, it's just so complicated. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's gonna come out with some very exciting basketball. It's gonna be very interesting to watch. I, you know, like I said earlier, I'm I'm looking forward to watching all sports right now, especially the, yes. the big ones. So, so, so all this is it's similar similar to baseball that 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 uh. That uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a very short season and it's gonna go straight into the end, so it's gonna be very exciting to see what happens. Um, I personally cannot wait. So, Me neither. Um, we're gonna have, you know what? Maybe a little bit more of this talk if you have any more questions about it. But we do have some exciting soccer news coming in and uh, closing out this show. Did Thank you, you guys for show uh, for tuning in to Sticks and Kicks. We'll see you on the other half of the show. Alright, we are back with the second half of Sticks and Kicks. A little bit of uh, technical maneuvering here. This whole fucking technology thing. I don't, I don't know. Look, we really should have a guy for this, Lucio. Come on. It's been, we've been at this thing for months now. We should be millionaires. We should have guys doing all this shit for us. I shouldn't have to be the one pushing the buttons anymore. Come on. I mean, we could get someone to do it. But who would it be? I mean, we, we should be able to hire like this, like Harvard guys or who, who, who are the smartest people on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who these like. I don't know. I didn't go to fucking college. <laughs> Somebody should be here pushing this button, and it shouldn't be me anymore. I feel like I've earned that. Who do I? T- Where's my fucking manager at? God damn it, Lucio! I hate you. Whatever. Well, well, I mean, we should just have one of the people you work for do it for us because you do it for them, and by you people, I mean Zenya. <laughs> I don't even know she knows how to use this. I don't think we can. No, no. Trust me, they do. And I don't think we can afford it. So let's just not even bring that. Like You can't even afford your own wife to do it? Yeah, like, really, dude? Like, I, I cannot. Like, it, it, it ain't no joke how much they fucking charge for their services. So Wow. All but right, anyway. Well, let's get to a, it. That's a good shot. <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm sure they would. And, like, you know what? Thank you to them for, for like, pretty much this. is Our podcast is made possible thanks to them and the Fuerte Network. For letting us get onto this, like obviously we got all, all of this this technology for us to to pretty much learn to work with. But none of this is pretty much we have a tape deck here. Uh, if not for their network, we cannot reach you guys, and we cannot reach everyone. So thank you to the Fuerte Network and everyone uh, helps us to do what we do. What we do best was pretty much talk sports, drink beer, and talk shit, talk shit. So all right, that's what we do. And so speaking of that, let's just get right into it. Uh, although you know what, I do want to bring up something before we do get back into the to our, our our soccer portion here. Okay, is that I had to make this also like thirty minute drive over here with no air conditioning in this Arizona sun, and I absolutely hate it. Uh, I've not fixed it because I'm currently in the market for a new car, so that's something that I'm I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at a, 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 an SUV, be able to get all of our equipment in there, be comfortable and everything. And something that I hope you take into account, Lucio, no. is that every car that I test drive, 
I personally take a seat in every okay. one and I'm like, you know what? Let's see if Lucio's big ass can fit in here. If he can big you know ass what? legs. I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with that because Danny knows I'm a bigger guy, taller, you know, and just my legs are lengthy. Tree trunk legs over here. So he sits in the back seat just to see if I if I will fit comfortably in the back seat. He'll he'll you know he does things to see if I would fit. He'll roll the seat back in the front and see how much space there is, which is nice of him. Even though I would probably be mostly sitting actually in the front or either driving. Yeah, <laughs> especially the road games, you know, for Phoenix Rising. And, so and we learned that when we took the last trip that we took to mm-hmm. Vegas. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead head, head down this rabbit hole. So a few years ago, we took, I think, few, well, well, my, my bachelor party. Your bachelor party. My yes. bachelor party. Oh, a group no, of us. I think it was like five terrible. of us that we went up to. We took a drive up to Vegas. Uh, from Phoenix to Vegas, what is it, four and a half hours? Yeah. Five hours. But um, It was five hours because we had to actually take the Hoover Dam at that time. Yeah. So. So, so we went over there, but like somebody over here threw the biggest Bitch fit because he wasn't the one that was driving. Who, Ed? No, Ed was the one driving. This guy over here is in front of me in the table. He, we, we could not cheer his ass up because he wasn't behind the driver's seat. He was sitting next to me in the back seat and he was just completely like with his mopey face on. I, I was like, not. Oh, I should be the one driving. I know how to get there and everything. Like we didn't have fucking GPS at the time. Dude was so fucking mad like about the whole thing. It wasn't that I was, it was just because I like at that he, time. He was so mad he only ate three burgers on the road. He couldn't <laughs> get his original five that he was like. That's how mad he was. No, it was just, <laughs> it was the fact that at that time my knee was still very, it was bothering me a lot so like sitting in the back without having leg room was uh it's, it, it was kind of painful if you ever if you notice when we were driving there was times where i would like like kind of stretch my leg like i would just kind of sit up and push my leg back but besides the point the point is that now he's searching for a car and he's gonna try to find a car not to accommodate me but he thinks of me when he's getting his car which is nice because the car i'm getting next i'm not going to be thinking of anyone by myself <laughs> and you know what to be honest he probably will be driving on road trips because you know i don't care about driving or not you know I, it's, it's whatever I like to drive so he likes to drive i don't care about driving so it just works out but god forbid you ever take this motherfucker on a road trip and he's not what? driving oh my goodness he turns into such a no. diva you can ask Rob. Such a you can ask Rob. Diva. I, oh I sat goodness. in the passenger seat, but still, you're in the front. You're in the front. And how did you? Get I was the, the I, first one there, know, so I, will, I got to choose. I will ask Rob. How did he get to the front seat? Was he bitching about it? No, I just I was like, I caught shotgun. I was. Uh, I called dibs. <laughs> you were such a fucking. Oh deep. my god! I was. <laughs> you know what? I learned it from Total Divas. So. <laughs> All right, let's get to the soccer thing because it's just we're sitting here. <laughs> we're just sitting here talking about Total me. Total D was usually sitting in the back seat. So. <sighs> I love that show. Fuck you. All I right. like that show too. Getting right back to it. Lucio, We let's just get right to our favorite team right here. We have a date for return. July 11th is the date that they, they put. Tentatively put that is what we're going to come back. Phoenix Rising Soccer. Coming back to the valley, July eleventh is when we start training, right? Or is that oh, when the games? The I games mean, is when okay. Like we're already training. We're the first team back in Arizona. So, like we've been training for a couple weeks now. So July eleventh is when we come back. Our first match back is going to be against Real Monarchs, and uh, fuck them because of how they did us dirty um, last year in the playoffs. Right. They used Rangers again. Again, 
I don't like it, but I'm not going to say they, did, they, they didn't break the rules. They didn't break the rules, but they fuck them. They used what they had. You know, they used... Uh, they used is, what they had. This is what bothers me about two teams. This will bother me so much about two teams. If a two-team makes it because the MLS ends before... Our, the, their playoffs ends before our playoffs ends. So when they're done with their playoffs... They can literally throw some of their top guys or some some better players down to their to the second squad, to the two teams, to play in the playoffs, to make them more desirable. Which is fine, but at the same time, it's fucking shitty for the. This is why I don't agree with that. Two teams should play anymore with uh, in in the championship. They should play in yeah. the in, in the one. one. They should yeah. play in League One because they. League One is is where it's, you know you you don't have so much in its development teams. I think that they should take out the two teams, even LA two, even Los Angeles Galaxy, which they suck anyways. But even them, they should be taken out and replaced with another team um, moving forward. And we're getting more teams. I mean, San Diego. And you know, speaking of LA two, they brought down a ringer to, to when we went to, to I know. face them in Los Angeles. I know and that that was the best comeback I've ever. It seen was. It was tried. fantastic. And they but, couldn't beat us even with their yeah, stupid that was, ass. That was regular season. That's not even playoffs. It, it's so not. Re- it, it happens is, all the it, time. It happens all the time. But the thing with the playoffs is that they were to bring down more. More season MLS veterans to play, but fuck them. But anyways, we're playing them back. Uh, it's gonna be our first game back um, after missing basically half the season. We've already missed eighteen games, and we only have fifteen games left with with only one game played. You know, so it's 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 pretty shitty that we're gonna have. That's how we're doing it. How 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 it's getting back. But I mean, we got fifteen games. Left so sixteen games. Well, that, that's assuming total. that's assuming that we don't make up any of these games. Because I still feel like we can make up at the very least half of the games that were missed. My big thing is yes, we can, and I think we'll probably be a stronger team to do it because we have such depth in our team. Like I said in the previous podcast, in the previous podcast, that there is, we have more depth than a lot of people than a lot of other teams. We have a lot, we have a lot more depth. We just have we, we basically can have a second squad on the pitch. And we'll still be good. I mean, I totally believe in Dick. You know, Dick is a, you know, he's a cock block. So he ain't going to be letting nothing go in, you know. So it, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, we have basically a whole second squad that is more than decent. You know, we can sub in any one of our players and I'll feel okay except for Ledbetter. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry, Ledbetter. You just you're not impressive to me. I'm sorry. He can get it done. He can get it you're done. You're not impressive to me. I've 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 not been your biggest fan. You'll and see. I'm most, not gonna, most improved player. If he does, you know that's fine. But I'm not your biggest fan. To be right. honest, at this point, that's fair. You're not my big. You're not the. You're not my biggest fan. You're not even really on the radar. To be honest, if if I had to go through the whole team, you'd be the last person on the team that I that I'd, I'd be comfortable with coming in. But you know. Um, other than that, I mean, I probably feel I feel confident with mostly everybody else. So we'll see what happens if we do make up games. I mean, obviously they're gonna be made up mid mid midweek, meaning that we're gonna be having games midweek, which more soccer means more happy Lucio. So, well, I'm excited for that. Um, so yeah, any game can be a dollar beer night if you have it at home, Lucio. So <laughs> that's one of the things that are also we can look forward to. Is uh, to be fair, if you, you know get a thirty back for twenty dollars, it's almost like you know seventy five cents beer. <laughs> that, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just, uh, it's gonna be fun to. It's, it sucks that we can't go to the games because I'm assuming that they're not gonna let people in. Yeah, that's that's why I brought it up. That it's 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 
it's probably the way it's going to go down, at least in the beginning. There's going to be no people in the stands. Um, everyone's going to be watching at home. But you know what? That does open the door to watch parties. It does open the door for people to get together. Uh, and if you guys do choose, just, you know what? Be careful about it. That's just it, you know? Uh, you guys get together with your friends, with your family, with other Phoenix Rising players. I know that we got a couple of them already planned that we want to get to with the Red Fury. Uh, and also, just, you know what? Just if everyone has been doing what they're supposed to, you know, keep their social distancing, keep mm-hmm. their, you know, when you're out, just just wear a fucking mask, man. Right. You're not asking for too much. Just get. You know what? Talking about supporter groups and, you know, doing this kind of stuff and players, you know, in the Phoenix Rising in general. Um Throughout this whole protesting going on with uh, George Floyd and the Black Lives uh, Matter movement and everything that's going on, um, we had actually one of our own players, uh, Zach Lubin, which is a beloved Phoenix Rising player. He, fan favorite, you know, fan show. favorite, friend of the show. You know, he's a big supporter of the supporters group. Um, he was out with um, one of the Bandito. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could say like if I don't know if they're leaders. I don't know how their structure goes, but one of the Banditos. You know, loyalists or loyals. You know, so yeah, there was there was a group of them. A like, group you there. Know, banditos representing um, Phoenix Rising out. And those shout out to the Banditos for you know being out there with the with the protesting. I know some of the Red Fury were out there, not enough, but you know Red Fury was out there in in the protest. The people that that are out there as well, but mainly the Banditos kind of hosted this whole part for them for for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, so shout out to them. Shout out to Chicano Malo, which is uh, his. Twitter name, uh, but his name is Christian. Um, great dude, great guy. Thank you for organizing it. You know we're we support you here at Sticks and Kicks. Uh, so yeah, part of the Rabbits. Part of the Rabbits. You know he's he's a great dude. You know, so uh, it's nice to see him out there with Zach Lubin and being able to do all this stuff. So big shout out to them and uh, doing their part uh, with protesting and being there. Um, so uh, nice to see that everything's going well with with that. Uh, that being said, though. Oh, yeah, just out there fighting the good fight, doing what we got to do. So, yeah, and it's good to see, like, everyone out there, they were, they were exactly. wearing their masks. They were, they that's were what I was going to say. Zach Lubin was protecting himself, Exactly. Too. So everyone's, you know, they're practicing, you know, being safe and stuff like that. And like I said, if you're going to be doing watch parties outside, you know, when we start doing, when we, the games start coming back, make sure to stay safe and be, be safe with your family and everything. So let's... Oh, yeah. So, like, right now, we were talking off the air, Lucio, that this past weekend right here, yesterday, Saturday, yes, yesterday. would have been a game against New Mexico. It's also in so, Albuquerque. It's one that you circle on your calendar, especially after last year. And it would have been Santi Moore's first game back in New Mexico after, like, having played there for, for a while. What was it? One or two years? It was two years. He's, he was there for, but, I think, t- no, it was one year because they, they came in last year. <laughs> so Yes. Yeah. So it's one year. He, he only lasted one year with that shit team because he knew it was a shit team and he knew <laughs> that they weren't going to do anything, you know. So he came over to the, the best team in the West, the best team in the league, technically, uh, you know, to, to help us win our first title. And uh, we're looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, it would have been our, his first game back. It would have been a great away game because, obviously, if, if it would have been a road game, like it would have been it us. would have been a massive road game. Like, it's one of those things that the Phoenix Rising was talking about sending buses to yeah. that game, particularly because it was such a massive uh, game when we went last year, and all the people that showed up last year. So it would have been a very good game to have bus people out. There was about five games that they were talking about busing out, and one of those games was this one. And um, honestly, it would have been a great game. We would have had a lot of people there. We would have had a lot of support. Honestly, 
um, we would have taken the W because fuck New Mexico. <laughs> uh, I, and I will not stop saying that, but fuck New Mexico. Fuck New Mexico United. If you don't like me, come at me. You know, because it, you guys, I just swear, I hate the shit talking from the, this, this club that has done nothing in the league, technically. You know, they beat us maybe one time and they sit here and think they're fucking gods. Get out of here, dude. We haven't like, beat them yet, bro. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> That's we're, the thing. Well, it's yet to know. <laughs> Until we do, like, they can, <laughs> we you can't know, say shit because we haven't beat them. We've oh, you know them, what? Like, I, honestly, the, 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 the Sun Cup, I don't, I, I, I don't, like, for me, the Sun Cup is not such a big deal compared to the season. Yeah, like, you, you can compare cups all you want. The point is, we have not beat them. Did not, they really beat us, though, or did they beat our second team last year? It doesn't matter. Like, the, the thing is, I don't the know. record. They had their first squad beating our second squad, so I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe you're not that good. I mean, like to be fair, I'm like, you you guys haven't really done anything. You haven't broken records. You haven't sat there and and showed the league that you're the fucking, you know, the big dogs in the league. You know, so <laughs> go ahead. You know, with your oh, we fill the stands up. Well, yeah, you got nothing going on in New Mexico. <laughs> People have nothing to do but to go to this game. Really, you have nothing to do, you guys. That's how boring and you're saying that Albuquerque I talk shit is. To, to New Yorkers. Well, dude, you know what? It's okay because <laughs> New Mexico ain't gonna do New Mexico ain't gonna do shit. They know they, they ain't gonna do shit. New Mexico ain't gonna do nothing. So what is New York, what is New Mexico gonna do? What are they, they going to come over here and be like, because you're wrong. Some tumbleweeds. You're wrong. We've won the Super Bowl. I mean, the World Series. I mean, the um, the uh, uh, we haven't won shit. <laughs> Period. You have nothing to win. You have no teams to represent you except for this one. So this is why you guys don't even have a proper stadium. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Basically, you play in a baseball field. Oh, that's the thing. Like, they don't have one, but they pack 13,000 plus. It's easy to pack a, uh, it's easy to pack a stadium. When there's nothing going on on Saturday night, but going to watch a soccer match. That's literally, literally the excuse. Yeah, no, I, there's I, nothing I, to I get do. That. I get there's that. nothing to do. It's so boring in Albuquerque that there's nothing to do there, in, unless to go watch one of the one of this uh, 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 United. What are they called? New Mexico shit United. Mexico United. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit United. Shit United. <laughs> Whatever. New Mexico. There's nothing to do there. So. It's just like the only good thing you have in New Mexico is the hatch chilies and fireworks. That's pretty much it. Other than that, not even your squad is good. So fuck you. <laughs> That's how well, I feel. And Santi Moore would have came in and wrecked. He would have came in and scored <laughs> oh, a goal. I, I would not. I cannot wait to see Dude, that. Like, if when, if when Rick Shantz didn't put him in, I would have been so upset. If we would have been there, if we would have been like a normal season, he didn't put him in, I would have been, I would have been you, upset. That would never have happened. It would have never happened. And I feel like Santi Moore would have scored, done, you know, the respectful the, thing the, and the, whole, the I'm no not celebrating thing, thing. I swear, though, I'd be fucking yelling. You know, We'd be I'm fucking. A, I'm, I'm asking that next time, next time I see him. Next on, time you see him. On, on Arizona Deportiva. I'll, I'll ask him if he would have celebrated. And, I, and I'm going to hold him to it next time that he goes over there because I have no doubt he'll score on him. Like, he's such a great. Player. He's such a great absolutely. goal scorer, like especially in, in times where you absolutely need it. Exactly. He's just such a great player getting behind the defense in such a sneaky way that like I, I just love his playing style. So I have no doubt he'll score on him. And I'm going to ask him, are you going to celebrate? Right. And I'm going to hold him to that. Now, time out. Now, right. say next year, obviously, is going to be the first time we face him away. Who well, no, knows? Like, if we, if we make up games, we might do it still. We do might it do it. it. But I don't know. Okay. Well, regardless, if they if we make up games and we do it this year. Uh -huh. But if we if we end up, if he doesn't celebrate this year, 
can we, can you say that next year he'll be okay to celebrate? No, like I feel like once you don't do it the first time, you're just never gonna do it. So you can't. So you're so you're saying that once you played for a team, and you you score against them, you no longer can celebrate for that. No, I'm not event. saying you you can. And home I'm, games you can, but away games you obviously can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that, that that's exactly right. Like I, I don't think if if he does, I don't know his opinion. Like I, like I said, I'm gonna ask him next time. Mm-hmm. But I if he doesn't celebrate against them at home the first time he scores, I don't think he'll ever do it. Okay. With any team, not just Phoenix, right? Like, if he ends up going to another team or whatever, like, I don't think he'll ever do it just because of that. Like, he's already set that precedent that I'm not going to celebrate in front of you guys. Okay. Maybe if they come visit, yeah, yeah. he'll oh. celebrate in front of us yeah, because, like, obviously. we're going to be right there. You know, Red Fury. Even if we're not, if he scores on the other side of the, the, the pitch, he's still going to celebrate like, you know, with no, the yeah, people he'll, he'll definitely celebrate because that's, that's it's his new home now. It also depends, too, because next year we might not be playing in. In that, in that, that but place. it'll still be at home. It'll still be at home. It'll still be at home. Like that's my point. Like, like that's a different story. But yeah, whether or not he does, I believe the first time sets a president, and and who knows? Maybe he'll change his mind. I don't know. That's my opinion. That I think if he doesn't do it the first time, he's not gonna do it at all. And uh, you know what? Speaking like speaking of Santi Moore, I just got to flex on this. That that video that he uploaded, <laughs> I, like I fucking lost my shit when I saw that. And uh, did he sh- he he shout you out right? He, yeah, the, he, he said audio you. by Arizona Deportiva. There you go. So for the for for those of you that don't know, I do, I do on a Spanish also uh, show Arizona Deportiva every Monday uh, seven o'clock, and you can follow that on Arizona Deportiva both on Facebook and Twitter uh, and Instagram or Frecuencia Alterna. Same things on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, he took our, because we do the play-by-play games for them in Spanish. He took our audio, overlaid it over his goal, and I was able to call his goal, and that's the video that he uploaded. It was perfect. I I uploaded, and I I shared it, and I shared it with with everybody. I think I I shared it, too. I lost my shit when I saw that. I was was like, hell fucking yes. It was it was a good one, you know. Danny's a good Spanish announcer, you know. You you should have heard it. It's like he shoots it. Lotina, gol, gol. He just starts going off. Golazo. I'm a fucking look for it right now. So it was it was it was a good it was a good audio audio by him. It was actually great goal by Santi Moore. You know, top right corner. I mean, it couldn't have been better. I mean, hits the hits the crossbar. That was his first goal. It was his first goal with the Phoenix Rising, as a the first match, right? Like a first actual. It was, it, was it, was, it was a preseason. It was a preseason. It was a preseason game so it was against first OKC. So it was. It was a. It was fantastic. Um, I honestly think that Santi Moore is going to continue staying on this squad. I feel like. Oh, he loves it here. He, I, I think he understands just what Phoenix is going to bring, and what's gonna, what he can bring to Phoenix. You know, I'm looking at some of our players, and I feel like a lot of our players are going to be. I'm going to stay here. The only one that I'm really scared of is my favorite player, you know, uh, Corey Whelan, because he is from England. And uh, I feel like he might not stay after the, after next year. I was going to ask you who you look forward to, but I feel like that was a stupid-ass question. Who you look forward to seeing the most? Yeah, it's, it it's Corey Whelan, you know. Um, I, I think that Corey Whelan in the backfield is like having such a such a strong defensive line. All so. right, hang on. I think I got the audio right here. Let me see if it works. Come on. Esta es buena. Esta es buena para el Phoenix Rising. El tiro. Ah, stupid. Círculo central. Le roban el balón. Se la ha visto que no hay falta. Esta es buena. Esta es buena para el Phoenix Rising. El tiro. Qué golazo. 
¡Golazo! Justamente cuando se más se pedía el ataque de Phoenix Rising, entra este jugador joven que se está queriendo ganar un puesto con este equipo. No perdona, fue del área, lo coloca en la mera esquinita, mete su gol uno a uno para Phoenix Rising. Una definición extraordinaria desde la recepción controlada y dirigida, porque no no dispara. So, yeah, that's that's myself and uh, Osvaldo Franco on the call there for Arizona Deportiva. It was it was a great goal. It was a great announcement. Uh, you know, Phoenix Phoenix Rising definitely needs a Spanish announcing team, and I think you'd be great for it. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was fantastic, Santi Moore. Uh, we love having you here. We love you and Phoenix, and you know, and I heard that you love Phoenix as well. So, we're looking forward to seeing you guys play again. You know, since we, we're going to be starting July 11th, and I can't wait. So, yes, and you know what? That's not the only thing coming back in July because July 8th we have the MLS returning, and I have to tell you, I've never been more interested in the MLS as I am <laughs> right now. Uh, I've watched the, the, a couple of games here and there. I'm not too much of an MLS type Me of neither. guy. It's just because I, I, it's not it's not so much against the MLS. It's just that they don't, we don't have a team. I follow. Not only do we not have a team, I follow so many other teams. I follow mm -hmm. so many other sports that like the MLS is not my top That's priority. That's the same thing. With, like for me, it's not even not, honestly for me. It's the fact that the MLS doesn't have uh, Arizona team. For me, it, it, the MLS is fine. Like I've watched games, but it's the fact that we don't have uh, an Arizona team, which was has always been odd to me, being that Arizona is a huge soccer town. Yeah, and you know, it's just one of those things that now that we have the USL, I'm kind of now against MLS because you know of the whole the whole um, bureaucracy that is. MLS. How much money they fucking want per team? That's just not just the idea. money part, but Jeez. the fact that they own more than half your team. They yeah. own fifty one percent, and I just I can't get behind that. Like that's to all, me, yeah, that's all. What, that's whatever. another. That's another story for another day. But um, it is exciting to have the MLS back because they are going to be doing something different this year, especially yes. when they're coming back. So, so what they're going to do is they're going to do a World Cup style tournament where all the teams are going to go into one hub city at one or two hub cities right is what we're looking I at I think two it's like we there was there's nothing solid here but it looks like two hub cities that all the teams are going to compete in and so they're going to do a round robin type of qualifier first or group stage as we know it in Spanish el etapa de grupos yes group stage Lucio learn at its round robin that's just what it is group stage you just gotta learn i've never heard the world cup call it round robin it's always been called group stage so the fact that you're sitting here and going american on us with the round robin with the m with everything else just call it group stage everyone knows what group stage means well, the, the group robins <laughs> this guy anyways well anyway but yeah, there's going to be that group stage to go on to see who is going to go on to the elimination style bracket. And I, I think this is just great because I, I'm going to give you two reasons. Number one is the most obvious, which is soccer is coming back to the States. And yeah. you're going to be able to see fans that are already have their team. They're going to be able to see their team play mm -hmm. and play often because these are games they're going to go one after the other. They're talking about like literally World Cup style where you have three games starting in the morning. You know, you got like a, a ten o'clock game, a, a noon game, a two o'clock game. Some of them even, and, yeah. and yeah, like so you so you're gonna get a lot of soccer all at once. And that's is, one day, and then the next day great. you have yeah. three more games, and then. And my my other thing is that this is gonna open a window to people that maybe haven't paid attention to MLS. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't have a team like us. We don't have an MLS team. 
but we might want to see. We might want to see what what the, what the teams are are all about. In a very short amount of time, we're going to be exposed to so much of these teams. Uh, you'll be able to see, hey, this team has this one player that is fucking great. Or this team just completely sucks. Or L.A. should have never left that fucking town. They should have just stayed where they were. <laughs> Fuck the galaxy. So, You know what? You know what's weird is that I'm okay with LAFC. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with them. It's the galaxy. That's just like, and you know what? I hate most L.A. teams. You know I what? I, I'm okay with the Galaxy, not with the LAFC. Fuck you. You know why? Thank you guys for you know, tuning you in. Know, you know why? <laughs> you know why, though? You know who's going to the MLS? Who's going to the LA Galaxy? Your favorite player. Who's going there? Javier Hernandez. He's already there. I know. Yeah. So. Chicha Dios. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chicharito. And the thing is, I've never really been a big fan of Chicharito. But then I started watching a little bit, and I realized that Chicharito is a... It, it, He's a very. He reminds me of like a Connor Garland, small forward. He's a small. He's small in stature, but he's he's in there. He he. Even though even though like I I always talked about him being a poacher and just being at the right place at the right time. He's still been there and he still scores. And well, the thing have is, their place. You know, but in this in this type of environment, which is, he's come from being at some of the top teams in the in the world. You know, playing with Manchester United, playing with Real Madrid, playing with Leverkusen, and then coming back, uh, Stoke City too, I think it was Stoke City, was it, might have been Stoke City, I'm pretty sure it was Stoke City. And no, then, he was, fuck, who did he go with? West what Ham. Is, West Ham, yeah. So, and then he came. No, that's, no, it was West Ham too. It was something, fuck, it I was guess. an English team. He, 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 he left an English team and came to, uh, to the States. But he's played in such a high level. I want to say his last team was Sevilla. Like they signed him, and like two weeks later, I don't, they I don't know him. what it is. But I know that he he he's played in top teams, where Carlos Vela didn't play like in a lot of top teams, and he wasn't effective either on those top teams. He was effective with Sociedad. Yeah, but Sociedad was he was effective, but it's like they didn't win shit, so it doesn't matter. You I mean, can what can you expect? It's Real Sociedad, like it doesn't they, matter. They, you he, score if he you did his job. He there. did his job, but you know it's it's a team sport, and if the team can't get behind, it, he's done great with LAFC, and he gave you know Slatan a run for his money. But Slatan said it best at twenty nine or twenty eight. He's like, where was I? I yeah. wasn't where he was at. So Slatan, he's at the dropping part of his career, where he's he's slower lowering down. He's slowing down. All right, here's the thing. I'm not gonna disagree with you mm-hmm. on that, but this is you comparing this guy to one of the greatest yes. to ever do it. No now, one is ever gonna say that Carlos Vela is the greatest to ever do it. No one is no, even gonna put him no in the conversation. Now, you, but, but in he's in MLS, the conversation yes. with him right now. Even though, yes, Latan yes. is on the end of his and, career, and it's fine. But Latan's gone, and yes, we can say that in the MLS, Carlos Vela has been more of a force than Latan was. But now Chicharito's coming in the picture, and I think Chicharito is probably gonna be a bigger force in the LA Galaxy and I think he's going to play a big part of pushing the LA Galaxy from not being as much of a threat in the last few years even when Slatan was there Slatan did pick them up a little bit but now it's going to be even more because he Chicharito's probably going to be a little bit more I'm staying here and going to be here a long time compared to Slatan which is like I might not be back next year yeah because he didn't get fucked 
because why, which why should he? Well, why should exactly? Yeah. He got paid big money compared to Chicharito in other other state in other uh, countries. You know, playing for other clubs, he got paid big money. Oh yeah, he's the highest paid MLS player right now. So, it's one of those things that Chicharito's coming in. He's gonna play his part, and he's gonna do. I I feel like he's gonna do great because he has that experience playing with such high caliber players, and he's not old. He's what thirty? I think he's thirty one. So he's not super old. He's still there, yeah. But he's yeah. older, and but he's come. He's coming in in a club. He's coming to a club with a lot of experience. The thing that I love most about Chicharito as well is compared to Carlos Velas. Yes, Carlos Velas knows a little bit of English, but Chicharito knows a lot of English. Oh he, yeah, he well Chicharito like a lot of people like say say that he he's a rack from rags to riches story. He's not. He is a third-generation Chivas player. He grew up with every privilege. He was a, a rich kid in Mexico. In Mexico. So he, he got the best education. So he was what? He knew English a rich before, kid in Mexico, but before he went to Manchester United. Middle class United, in the United States? He could, like, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Like, no, like, we're talking about soccer rich here. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, uh, like, no, like, he knew English before he went to Man U. Like, that's how much, that's how much okay. of a head Okay, so he was started. educated. Yeah, he was very educated. Okay. He, he got, he always had the best equipment to train with. He was a, I'm going to make a very, very, very loose uh, argument here and compare him to Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, based on like he always had the best equipment, he always had best that. And granted, like Ronaldo is a racks to rich story, but once he got all that stuff, he had the best equipment. I feel to like you can probably compare more to Kaká than to Ronaldo, because Kaká had Kaká wasn't he was wealthy. Yeah, in, like, in, like in, you, in you know what? That might be better. That might be better because yes, he had all the advantages. He took advantage of it, exactly. and he has the talent to do it with. So yes, but no, it's not one of those that like he worked harder to learn English and blah yeah. blah blah. Well, persevered. I'm not saying he, that, but yeah. he he knows English to the point where he can have an interview and be be liked by. So I, I don't see a lot of interviews from Carlos Vela in English. Which you're in the states, he does he knows how to speak English a little bit, but not enough for me to be yeah. like for him to be like you know actually say things where people be like oh yeah I get what he's saying. He's done interviews with uh, I forgot who he was with. He was in a, a, a late night talk show who was I think Conan or like Jimmy Kimmel or somebody. So yeah. he's he's out there talking to Jimmy Kimmel in perfect English like he's sitting there oh, talking. Yeah. And I'm sitting there I was like you know what you don't see Carlos Velas talking to anybody. Yeah, you don't and, see Carlos Velas in big interviews with you know. M- Pop culture, you know, people. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. I think Chicharito is going to stay here for a while. One because it's Los Angeles, so that means there's a lot of Hispanic culture there. Two, Los Angeles is right next to Mexico, so why you know he's close to home. So that's two. Yeah, well, it's close enough, especially for someone like him who has money who can just like. Phew, that's fly what I'm saying. Over. He, can, he can he can travel from anywhere in the Basically. U.S. to go down to Guadalajara. Exactly, and so it's Doesn't one of those things that he he's close to home. It, it, they're gonna pay him money to oh, yeah. play soccer, oh, yeah. and he still has. Depending on how he plays this year when they start, he still has a good five years, maybe six years. I had said when he signed, I said he's gonna give four years to Galaxy and then go retire at Chivas. Maybe, yeah. And, like, you know what? Good for him. I, I, I He might come retire for, as, I, I for love, Phoenix Rising. I love that. He, <laughs> we had Ormad Rabo. We did. You know, another Chivas <laughs> legend. I'm never going to. You know what? I know a lot of shit's been talked about. I'm never going to talk shit about Ormad Rabo. He's one of my greatest heroes. Another Chivas legend. Highest scoring Chivas of all time. Uh, of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. So, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, Before we leave that there, though. Oh, um, my God. You know, he, he high-fived me. Fuck know. you! And everything you've ever done in your life. I got to There's touch. There's the door. 
Guadalajara legend. Get out of here. You know, he touched my hand. Shut up. And I felt like I just, I felt the, the power that Omar Bravo have. You know, he, I made him laugh. You know, I was like, Omar, Bravo, Bravo. And he laughed because I'm like, you know, I'm clapping Bravo. And Bravo in, in English, in Spanish means, you know, applaud. So I applauded him. I'm pretty sure people know what Bravo means. Not everybody knows. People know what Bravo But if they do. Shut up. You know, he touched my hand. Wait, insulting our guests, our audience. They know what Bravo means. And Danny Moving was so on. mad. Moving on. So mad that he didn't get to touch his his childhood idol. Didn't get to shake his hand. Didn't get to talk to him. Didn't get to say what's up. Didn't get to make him laugh. Danny was so upset. Like- Danny was so upset. Shut up, Lucio. And he still is. Look at him. Look at him. Hear him. Hear his his frustration. Continue. You son of a bitch. I don't even know what my next point was. I'm in this shit right now. All right, no, my my last point on this whole on this whole chicharito thing is that uh, whether or not LA Galaxy have been a threat in the last few years, they're LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. big market team, yeah. big money team. They are yeah. the fucking Real Madrid of, of the MLS. They can Basically. buy anyone. They've had what? They've had Slatan there. They had Beckham there. They had. All these fucking uh, big name world players there, Juninho. just to just to get them get them on their squad, sell jerseys, sell tickets, Santos. everything they need, and then uh, they got they had Boto Santos, Boto Santos, and now the older one was supposed to be the all savior for Mexico. Now he's back in bullshit America. <laughs> Anyways, so but, but get- no, okay. So my my point to all that is that even if he becomes a champion with the Galaxy, that's expected because the Galaxy is such a big team. I'll, lay, I'll, I'll make my final thought on this. If Carlos Vela makes the LA Gala, the LA uh, LAFC a champion, that is going to be such a more bigger deal than if Javier Hernandez makes the Galaxy a champion. I guess. I, I, I won't deny that because LAFC has won a championship and redo. It's it's all because... It's not all because of Carlos Vela, but Carlos Vela will have a big part in playing it because but it, he's... It, but no matter what, they're always going to be the underdog. It doesn't matter what, what, it, what players they have or whatever because the Galaxy is the True. Galaxy. True. That's just so, it. So I mean, so, you're right. You're not wrong. So, so uh, Chicharito, he has bigger shoes to fill. That's just it. Okay. I can see that. So we'll see what happens with him. But you know what? Best of luck to him because I do like Chicharito. I fucking love what he did. And you heard me when he was on Real Madrid. I would have 1 million percent gotten rid of Benzema to keep Chicharito. <laughs> I fucking hate Benzema. And I don't it's care. Okay. You, Y'all can come at me with your stats and how Benzema did this, this, the Real Madrid legend. No, fuck Benzema, and I don't want him on the Real Madrid team anymore. Well, he's still there with the. He French, is still there. With the Frenchy coach. God damn it, Zidane. All right, so ah! I'm gonna jump over to the EPL. I gotta go keep. I gotta go cool off with the EPL, but also uh, more on the EPL. Uh, it starts back up on uh, June 17th, so on Wednesday is when they start up their first match. Right, so looking forward to that. Liverpool plays on Sunday, first match or Saturday, first match. I'm excited for that as well. Uh, but on Liverpool, uh, Coutinho has had conversations with um, Klopp, yes. uh, Klopp, you know, Jorgen Klopp about coming back so, yeah. to Liverpool. You and I were talking off the air about Coutinho, about yes. this whole situation, and it's very interesting situation because it comes down to this: what is he worth? I honestly think that the only way 
Liverpool will take him back is once the contract is over. That's three years from now. Well, that's only unless unless Barcelona is willing to take a loss on him, which they might not want to take a loss because they paid a lot of money for Coutinho. So much for him, you know. But the thing is, they didn't utilize Coutinho well. In Barcelona, especially yeah. because of who they had playing in Barcelona. So it was like they bought him just because they wanted to whip out their dicks and say they could. Basically. And it, 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 it was also Coutinho. Because he didn't, he want, didn't to. want to leave. And it was, it, I feel like Coutinho, it was like Suarez. Suarez spent so much time in Liverpool. And he's like, dude, I want to win. I want to win a championship. I want to win, you know, something. And so he left, and he won with Barcelona. I think he won a league. I don't think he won a, a championship, a champion league. I think he did. He might have. I think he won I, one. But he won. To. He probably did. I, he probably did. Keep going. But my, my, my big thing was that Coutinho probably left for a similar reason. That he's like, I want to win the league. I want to win. I want to win a trophy. I want to know that I was the best, that I was part of the best team. So he moved to Barcelona. But the problem with Barcelona was that they had such a stacked team and they had just gotten, like, they had gotten players. And then the thing also is when he got loaned to Bayern Munich, they got Griezmann. And it's like now he's definitely not going back to Barcelona in the sense of being anywhere part of that squad. So now they're trying to get unload him. But the thing is, I don't know if Klopp's going to want to get rid of him, if, if Klopp's going to want to pay for him because Liverpool has a stacked team right now. We have good players. We have players to replace some of our other players. So so I don't think they're going to want want to want him back, especially for the price that they're going to want to take for him, that, that Barcelona's going to want to give him. Um, if Barcelona is willing to maybe drop the price, they might be looking forward to that. But we're also looking at young players like uh, Mbappe, not just us, but we're also looking at Mbappe, and Mbappe is looking into Barcelona, into Liverpool well, well, as well. Yeah, Mbappe is another thing we might touch on right now. But like, like for Coutinho, that's that's a it's, it's still kind of a touchy subject because it is, and and we don't even know how the fan, like honestly, me, I'm okay with having Coutinho back because he was such a big part of Liverpool, but he just. I think he grew frustrated, and I understand that, but I don't know how the cop is going to take him. I don't know how the rest of Liverpool yeah, so, is going to take him. In and that and by the way, yeah, Luis Suarez did win a, a Champions League with uh, with Barcelona. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the things that that Lucio and I right here we were talking off the air is that how is it that the Liverpool uh, fans are gonna are gonna react to him if he does end up going back to Liverpool? Uh, we we can sit here and like. Start, keep on uh, comparing them to other players that have left and everything. Lucio's favorite example is fucking LeBron James that left his town to go win championships. And when he came back, Lucio was so against it. Like, why come back now? Why help us win? Why this and that? Because we didn't need him. And and you know what? I will compare this to the same thing because he left to chase a championship. No. He left to chase that no. Champions League, which, by the way, no. they won without him. No. So people know I don't like LeBron. I hate LeBron. I think LeBron's a shitty-ass player. Not a shitty-ass player, right. a shitty person because well, of how he did Cleveland. You can't compare what Coutinho did to what LeBron did. Because LeBron, it's not so much that he went to another team. I didn't care that he went to another team. It was the fact that LeBron waited to the last day, the last second, the last moment in free agency to and he probably knew like a month ahead of time that he was gonna go there but he waited to the last moment giving every fan in cleveland hope that he might stay in cleveland probably knowing 
full well he so was Liverpool gonna... people had no hope that Coutinho was going to stay with Liverpool. Well, the first the thing is, Coutinho didn't sit here and wait to the last day of fucking trade deadline to tell everyone's like I'm leaving. He literally the, he voiced his his concerns about being there early on, and he's like, you know what, I want to win. Then when the trade the trade uh, market the window trade window opened, he was like, hey, I want to be traded right away. It wasn't like he waited to the last day, the last moment, the last minute of tread deadline to tell them, I'm leaving. He let them know right away, I want to go. Barcelona offered something. The team accepted their offer because Coutinho didn't want to be there no more. And he got traded. Or he got bought because it's different in soccer. They bought him and he went. He didn't wait to the last minute to do it. So don't compare him to LeBron. Ever compare? All right, just all right, just because he didn't wait for that. Like that's that's your whole beef with it. Then. That it's my, not just that that's he went always to go been my fault. No, no, no. It's not the fact that he went to go chase a ring. That's not my problem. My problem has always been that LeBron did a team dirty by waiting as long as he did. It's always been this. Then when he won two championships with the Heat, he decides to come back and was like, all right, fine, I guess I'll get you a ring. He didn't say it that way, but in my eyes, that's how, how I view it. It's like you. How come, he's not, how come Coutinho's not doing it? I guess I'll get you guys a No, because title. we already won. We've already won You're the on title. You're way to get it. No, no, no. Have not won We've won a Champions League. A Champions League, So yeah. we won a Champions League. So we, without him. Without him. So we, like, so well, the thing is. Why do you need him? We don't need him. That's so, what I'm saying. Okay, so why, how many other people so are going to say that? That's the, the, but that's the thing that you're trying to compare him to LeBron James. Cleveland still needed LeBron James when he left. Coutinho wasn't technically needed. We're like, you know what? Okay, leave, fine. And then we won a Champions League with him, and we were one point away, one, one point away, just one from winning the league. So we really? didn't need Coutinho. Who won? Doesn't matter. We didn't win. No, I, I would like to know who won. Like, just for my own curiosity. I don't know. It was some blue team. Some, some, just whatever. Some bullshit team. Oh, that, yeah, some blue that team was, that was better. Than that has too much money, and they waste too much money on coaches and players, and they still get suspended from the Champions League. So, so that 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 beat Liverpool that year. That Barely, Liverpool they didn't beat. They lost to Liverpool. If it? you remember, they lost. I don't Liverpool. know who it was. I can't. They remember. lost Liverpool. I don't know who it, it is. It was the only loss. One of the only loss that Man City had. So, Champions Man City that won the league that year. So, anyways, we uh, <laughs> we're on the verge of winning. We don't need Coutinho. Uh, yeah, so this is this is what I'm saying. With the fact that if we get Coutinho back, we're not going to pay full price for Coutinho. All right, and and that was the main point why we why we started bringing this up uh, pre-show. With Coutinho is that nobody wants to pay full price for Coutinho. So a player that was bought for record money right now, Barcelona, they're shopping him. They are trying to get anything they have, but like somebody has to give. So who is it going to be? Is it going to be Barcelona that's going to lower the price? Or is it going to be some team finally overpaying? Because nobody wants to pay full price for Coutinho. That's not Coutinho's fault. I'm not... You know what? I'm not saying it's Coutinho's fault. I'm saying that he's so not the worth problem, what, he's, what his price tag is. Huh? Right now, his worth is not what his price well, tag that's, is. You know why it's not worth what he is? Because he wasn't utilized well in both Barcelona you can and say, Munich. You can give me any so, so, Yeah, I agree. He so I utilized. think that's the reason why he's not worth the wait. And this is also what Liverpool is seeing. It's like, you know what? 
we'll take you back and we know you're good. We know you can play. We know yeah. you can you, you you're sure. great talent and you yeah. you're amazing. But we're not going to pay full price for you because we don't need to. Exactly. We don't need to pay. So Liverpool is not going to pay full price. They will never pay full price. And if they do pay full price, Liverpool is doing a big disservice to the club. And that's just my saying. That's just me. No, and you know what? I agree. So that's my main thing about with with, with the whole Coutinho thing. He he went from being one of the highest bids ever in soccer to right now. But I mean, someone bargain, could still take him. A bargain. We'll see. You know who we'll could right. probably take him? Who? PSG. And the reason why I say PSG okay. is because PSG is going to be losing Kalen Mbappe. Mbappe is not staying in PSG. We all know this. If he stays, that I'd be fucking shocked. You know what? I agree that it's a long shot, even though the president, I think I read somewhere earlier this week that he said he has two years left on his contract and he would be shocked if he didn't fill out those two years. I wouldn't be shocked. Which is like, you know, I, I wouldn't either because there's a lot of teams with huge checkbooks that might want them. And yeah, PSG, they're going to lose both. Uh, who are we talking about? We're, they're going to lose Cavani and they're going to lose Diago Silva. Two so, of their main pillars that they built this team mm-hmm. on. And then they might be losing Mbappe. They might also. So, so, but like if they're already losing those two, don't you think it would make them want to hold on to Mbappe? Because they don't have to sell. They don't have to sell. They don't. They don't have to sell. But if someone's Mbappe is young, he's twenty years old. If they if they could if they come out like fucking like say Madrid the first, first the first team that comes to mind obviously is Real Madrid. They come by hey two hundred million. How are you fucking gonna say no to two hundred million? How can you pop like you know how much like, you can buy Coutinho with two hundred million less? You can, you can buy Coutinho, Coutinho. for. I, I would be shocked if he goes more than eighty. That's what I'm saying. You can buy Coutinho and still buy a replacement defenser, defenseman, and then you you have Icardi. Icardi just got to to yes. to PSG. You still have Neymar, which you know people say Neymar ain't. He's still a great player. Um, even though people, I compare him to LeBron because people hate LeBron, but he's still a good player. People hate Neymar, but he's still a good player. You know, he's not the best. Just like LeBron's not the best, <laughs> but. You know, he's they they play. They, he plays. He's a good player. He play. He's one of the best. Play, he's the best player on PSG. So Neymar still has an opportunity, and then having Coutinho, another Brazilian player that he he knows and he's played with before, they can make. He can play a play a bigger big bigger difference, and then being, our you know, Icardi's from Argentina. They understand a similar style of play because they play a similar style of game, Argentina and Brazil. So they might have a more a, a more offensive strategy that way, where they can afford it, they can afford Coutinho, and they can also afford to get somebody else if they go. Right, for well, Coutinho. who's going to take the penalties, Icardi or Neymar? Neymar. Why would Icardi take the penalties? Because he's that's what he's using. He's a number nine. He's Doesn't matter. He's, Doesn't matter. You don't think Eagle is going to get away with everything? Because we saw that struggle with. But that was Neymar different. And Cavani. That was Neymar coming in because Neymar. First of all, Neymar is better than than Cavani. Don't ever get that twisted. Nobody should ever get that twisted. Cavani is a great player, but Neymar is a better player than Cavani. Now, that being said, did Neymar have the right to try to pull and and take the penalties? No. Cavani showed that by saying, "It's like no, I'm taking the penalties." But Cavani. Was he's been he was he's been there for so long at PSG he he deserved it he've earned it 
But Neymar wants to shoot because he wants to, it's Neymar. Now Neymar, name, yeah. but Cardi doesn't have that big problem. He's never been that way. If Cardi's, if you go back to to uh, to Inter Milan, he shot the penalty, sure, but because he was he was the top dog. He under, a, but he, he understands, but he understands that he's not the top dog. You can't PSG say then. that. Like, you yes, don't you know can. That. You don't know that. Yes, you can. You've already seen it when they start when they played a few games together. He know he, he knows he's, what he's worth, and he yes, like, but he knows that he's not going to shoot the penalties. This is what I'm saying. That the difference between Cavani and Neymar is that Cavani had been there for years, and then Neymar comes in thinking, you know, I'm big dick. I want to shoot the fucking goal. I want to shoot the fucking penalty. And Cavani's like, no, bitch, earn your spot first. You don't come in first year thinking you're going to fucking score the goals. You know, the other difference, too, is that Cavani and Neymar didn't really like each other. If you notice, when Ibrahimovic came into uh, PSG and Cavani had already been there, who shot it? Cavani and then uh, Slatan. But then later it became Slatan and then Cavani. Why? Because Slatan gave Cavani the respect the way he was supposed to, the yeah, way he earned it. But it's the same thing. This is the difference. But Cavani, it, no, 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 Icardi, it's, it's the same thing because Slatan knew he was better. And he wasn't about to show his dick off in front of everyone, making this guy feel less. He was going to earn it because he knew he could. And that's where Icardi is going to be the same way. So because Icardi has been in the league a lot longer than. Neymar So if anything He's gonna be like Well okay cool You missed the first one Or you take the first one, I'll take the second one Whatever Next year You might take it again But the following year I might be the one taking it Because I've scored more I've earned it I've shown That I can pull my weight Alright so you're saying That he's gonna go Head to head with them In training Potentially yeah Why not It's, right. it's friendly competition Oh no, yeah no, I, I get that But Neymar's never been good With friendly competition And Neymar's never been good At penalty kicks Yeah man But there he is because he he's trying to take exactly it. because it, Neymar has this is why I compare it to LeBron James because they have an ego they're thinking they're better that the best player to take the shot and do the thing when LeBron James is not the best player to take the shot who is Ray Allen was when he was playing with the Heat I mean if you want to go to the past you can keep on going with everything like right now yeah sure he's the best player to take the shot but it, how long did it take him how many championships did it take to take him three. You want to Three, talk about and how many losses there's his plenty of take? championships? Like, what if you just want to talk about rings? So, there's, I'm there's just players saying. in double digits with rings that are not in conversation for go. So, don't bring up the rings, don't bring up the rings. Like, double digits who's double digits? Carmelone, he should be a go. Like uh, what Chamberlain, fucking, what was it? Bill Russell, Bill Russell. Why are they not in the room for gold? Why are they not? Like, that's what I'm saying. If you're talking about rings, why are they not? Like, it's always, oh, Jordan against LeBron. Oh, they cha- because Jordan changed the game. Jordan didn't just come in and, and yeah, he won. But take it this way. Carmelone and Bill Russell, they won the championships, but did they ever retire and leave for a year and come back and still win a three-peat both times? I don't think so. This is the difference between great players and and legends. I would accept that if he would have won, if he would have made it to the major league, if he would have won something in the major league, he didn't like, have to. It's like, reti- you know, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Bo Jackson never won in the MLB. And is he is he he's considered, considered he he's like, considered a great no, player no, no, no. to yeah. ever play in in, yeah. in the Raiders. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And he's is won he the goat? Super Bowls. No, he's not the goat. You don't consider him the goat. Period. Because That's why, like, you don't consider any of the other ones that we just mentioned, right? You don't consider anyone else the goat. So it's not based on rings. So don't bring up rings. Don't bring up championships. That's just it. So you're going to defend LeBron just on pure what? 
Throughout what he's done throughout his career and how he's helped teams that were not supposed to win, win. He didn't help Cleveland win and when they needed him to win back when he had nobody. No, he had nobody. He got to the finals. But though. he didn't win. Except, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not bringing in rings. Though That Cavalier team had no business being not in the j- NBA finals. Huh? They had no business being there. It, and to, he got him there. To me, Le- LeBron. How many times did he go to the finals in a row? Both between the Cavs and the Miami Heat. So many times. What many, was it like? like? No, yeah, you go bring up the wins again. How many did he win? Yeah, but how many times did he get there? If you were to say like, you know, uh, you're talking about like the Buffalo Bills, like how people make fun of them for losing four Super Bowls in a row. Who got to four Super Bowls in a row? All right, so you so you are you telling me uh, the Bills guy? Yeah, they got they lost. But are you telling me the same thing with the Patriots? The Patriots won six rings in a they won six rings. How many times have they gone to the two in the last twenty years? How many times have they gone to the Super Bowl? How many Nine times. times. There you go. Nine times. Sure. They've only lost three times, uh-huh. but yet people don't consider the the Patriots. They, they don't consider the Patriots the GOAT. Why? They don't consider the best team because people just hate on them. People don't consider teams GOATs. They consider player well, is a GOAT. Why do people don't consider Tom Brady the GOAT? Most people do. Most people do. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but you know I'm, who, I'm like, I can recognize that he's recognized as the GOAT. And you so know why what? can't you recognize that Michael Jordan I don't. Is the I don't GOAT. know. I don't know. Like, I don't have anything against uh him not being but why don't you con- why don't why can't you recognize that Michael Jordan because he changed the game to where LeBron is where he is where he is now he changed the game being where it is now in a certain way where he the well, way I, he you played know what? hey I I wasn't a fan of the NBA back in 96 like were you no were you a fan of them how did he change the game tell me I've seen documentaries. You've seen, seen you've seen, 30, I've seen the last game. You've seen the last dance. Of <laughs> the fucking, last dance. You you you've seen that vanity project where everyone is on Michael Jordan's dick hey, and trying slobbering. to say, like, yeah, you just keep on keep on doing that. You know what? I never watched basketball in the nineties like like so many people like, and I recognize a lot of people did because you know how many Mexicans there are, and not only Mexicans, Salvadorians, Nicaraguans, like kids that I've seen like in my Honduran. past jobs. Hondurans that their favorite players is Michael Jordan because they've seen nothing but tapes and highlights and things from this guy. Yeah. I never really followed that like live when Michael he was Horton there. Michael Jordan is the best. And so, yeah, like th- that was the guy that got the most recognition. Like any country in the world, you can recognize the name Jordan. I didn't live through all that hype, so that's why I don't do that. You and I, we both lived through Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. And I think Kobe's better than LeBron. You know what? I'm not going to make a joke about that because I'm not going to sink that low. Um, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. Kobe a good, has more rings too. I'm not about to get attacked like that. And Kobe's dead. Yeah, I know he is. It is not an insult to call a dead man dead. What? Is, hang on, no. <laughs> it's not an insult to say that a dead man is dead. <laughs> All right. Well, let's so, finish this off. Let's yeah. end on this note. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on uh, just because you brought it up, like Kobe Bryant. He was a great person because of everything he did for his community. I hated him as a player, and I will continue to say, fuck Kobe Bryant, because as a Phoenix Suns fan, you love to hate him on this guy. But I know the difference between, you know, what you do on the court and off the court. He was a great player, a great ambassador for not only the black community, but uh, women. Like, he was such yes. a great ambassador for WNBA. Him and Diana Taurasi, oh, my God. I'm going to tell you what. The black and white mom. I'm going to tell you what. I don't disregard that LeBron James is going to go down in history as one of the, if not 
the best, depending on what he does with his accolades, the best NBA player, basketball player that ever played the game. I don't deny that he's a great player now. I don't deny that he's he's the, one of the most talented players to ever play basketball. That's not in, that's not in dispute. The dispute is that he's just not the goat yet. We'll know when he's the goat after he's done playing basketball. You can't like I've never heard anyone be the goat while he's still playing. Rick Flair. Rick Flair's <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up, but anyways. My point being is that when LeBron retires, then we're gonna sit back and look back at what yeah, he's no, done. And even then, you know what? The goat is always gonna be a matter of opinion, no matter what. It is. No it matter is. any sport, any it is. fan base, anything, the goat is always gonna you know, be a matter think, of opinion. People think people think what's it, uh, you know, it's like the big battle right now with Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano, yeah, it's like there's you know, so much accolades just, between the there's two. There's gonna ones. be it, it, it's gonna be a matter of opinion. Where I think yeah. Cristiano, when I where I think Messi, you think Cristiano. It's like it's just one of those things. It's like Maradona and Pele. Yeah. Like to this day, there is not there's a definitive winner. So there are just two. It is legends. a matter of opinion, and it's the thing is that I don't take away that LeBron is a great player. Period. He's he's one of the greatest. Oh, yeah. And 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 that's never gonna be disputed. And that's never gonna come out of my mouth saying that he's not a great player because he is. I just don't like LeBron. That's it. All right, fair enough. All right, uh, we we're definitely coming up on our time right here. <laughs> Way they, over. <laughs> nah, we're only about five minutes over. Fuck it. Spotify doesn't charge for over. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much. Let us know. You know what? Get get, get in on the opinion yourselves at where are the handles, Lucio? God damn it. So if you're what being, do I pay on you Twitter, sticks.kicks, and if you're on that's uh, Instagram. Instagram uh, is sticks.kicks. Sticks. Twitter is sticks.kicks1. And then Facebook is Sticks and Kicks. Yes. Let us know what your opinion on on the show. Who do you think is the best? Uh, you know what? Right now, let's just... Is Coutinho going to be sold for four parts? Fuck Coutinho. No. He's not going to be. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. We'll see you guys throughout the week on Sticks and Kicks social media. Please let us know your guys' opinion. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. And we will see you next next time here on Sticks and Kicks. <laughs>